Russell Brand Radio X. You are listening to Russell Brand on the Radio X podcast. Thank you for downloading Odin, Odin. You are listening to Kirsty Young on our Desert Island Dinkles. For rights reasons, some of these dinkles will only be glimpsed at from the side of a swimming trunk. This is Russ. And Odin. Odin? What, the Nordic god Odin? Why do you care about Odin? I don't know, sort of thinking about, like, going Mm -hmm. back to the old school. Paganism? (laughs) Christian. Don't you dare. Don't you dare become a pagan worshipper of the Nordic god. I like like? the sea. I like nature. You like Thor. You like Loki. I don't like Thor because it's been ruined by action hero movies. Yeah. Well, what was he anyway? God of Thunder. How do you even... Why not Odin? What did Odin do then? Odin was was, um, Thor's dad. Did he have a raven, doesn't he? He's got a raven, he's got one eye. Oh, he's brilliant. What do you think he means? He's like the Zeus figure. So he's the lord of the gods, the sovereignty of the innermost self. That's what he means. Okay, well, look, let's just have this as an intro, and then we'll go into the radio show, and then we'll uh, analyse what went on. So, please. Around the back. We're back, we're back, we're back. We'll see you around the back after. Who done a great? This man sees the world through a bizarre kaleidoscope of illogical wonder. Radio (laughs) X. That's the sort of thing I do to distract you when I say something unacceptable. Russell Brand. (laughs) Radio X. Something must be right with this planet because you are listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. It's about 11 in the morning. It's probably a Sunday, if such a thing as days of the week even exist. Who told you it's a Sunday, man? You've been sold a lie. No, it's Sunday. It's around Sunday. And I, like you... I'm not alone because I, like you, and even if I can't see it, am surrounded by love. This, In this case, in the form, the well-sculpted form of Matt Morgan. Hello, hello. Matt, are you all right? Oh, hello. It's good to see you. You look well. Thank you. Brown as you like. Oh, so much browner. I've well, lost yeah. it. Yeah. He's lost his tan. He's lost his tan. He's a man that can't even cling on to a tan. Here with me, too, is Mr. G. You right, G? Yeah, good, 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 good. Been a while. You like you dropped a few pounds. Yeah, on the on the ground. Angst. I pick them up. Angst. Yeah, exactly. Sheer bloody mind. Have you lost angst. weight? Yes, that's what Russell said. He said I've lost weight. You but do I'm look not. a bit like you might have laid back on the Freddo frogs or something. <laughs> Is that <laughs> laying off the Freddo? You haven't frogs? given me my Freddo frogs. Don't you worry about your Freddo frogs. The ones yeah. you promised to give to me. The ones you text me. A I never ate them. I never ate them. Where are they? And I've been, we've been to your house since. They're around, I know, I know. I'm so sorry about Gone that. Now. You don't deserve them. Is part of the problem. <laughs> you see, people are arcsing. This is Aaron, for example. Where have you been the last few weeks, says Aaron. I hope you've not been sacked again. I've only just got you back in my life. I can't wait another People nine years. generally thought we'd been sacked. Oh, they've been sacked. There's been a best Especially off. when it was one week off and then the second week off. It was like, oh, they've gone. Who just stood w- in for us the second week? Well, nearly me. Oh, yeah, because Matt turned up. The whole, I'll tell you why we had a break. It's Matt Morgan at holiday. That's the only reason Matt went away with his family on holiday, such as people do do. And uh, But like the second week, we were off because of your holiday. You came here on I, your own. I, I text Russell in the morning going, we are doing a show today, aren't we? Didn't hear anything, so I thought I'll just head in. Wow. 90% sure we were doing a show. Then he phoned me back and goes, no. We're not doing a show because you're away. I said, I'm at London Bridge. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We've not been sacked. We are still fully employed. The contract is looking good and robust. I mean, it's hardly Neymar to PSG, but we are very grateful and very happy to be in active employment. And I've had like a pretty good time while I've been away. We'll be learning all about what Matt Morgan's been up to. I'm I'm keen to know. I've done open air gigs in Regent's Park. I've entertained 
the good people of Salford. I've had one epiphany after another about the. Hang on, when true I, I saw on your um, Instagram the Salford gig. Mm, Salford. How they do don't like it? it if you say Salford. I used right. to say Salford, but they don't like it. You Salford. know, how people sometimes don't like do stuff. E.g., take your hand off my back. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like Salford, they're very particular. Salford. How, uh, soul, like soul. I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Right. Why would you be? Well, I say Salford. <laughs> so say Salford. All right. Salford, not Salford. In Salford. Mm. Well, like soul food. They're trying to... Yeah, that's it. Soul food. Think of it like soul food. In fact, they probably were less annoyed with you <laughs> if you said, it's nice to be here in soul food, right? right. But if you say, I'm here in Salford... <laughs> hey, too, too pal, it's not called that. We don't call it Salford. Yeah, You've just like, offended him with that. Yeah. Hey, up! I gotta go up down. Hey, pal, we don't like that. Yeah. Hey, we don't like me lazily stealing change. Listen, what happened? I saw on Instagram. You said thanks to everyone in Salford. Well right? done. No, no, I'm changing. And then you said something about thanks for the NHS staff who helped with the emergency. I wondered what had happened to you. <laughs> there's an emergency things emerged sometimes things emerge during a live performance what well, happened there's this wonderful bit of the show as you know I'm one of the greats and there's a bit where I was doing this bit about the Sistine Chapel ceiling and during which I act a solitary act of eroticism into the front row I stand right. on the stage as one might imagine like a colossus legs astride and act out this solitary act of sensual behaviour onanism is a posh word for it well done uh, during this exact moment, while there's a sort of a real lock going on, someone in the third row goes, Russell, stop, there's a woman here having a seizure or a fit or something. Now, at this point, it looks serious. Now, you should have seen me, mate. I was ever so professional. I goes, okay, turn the house lights up. Does everyone stay very calm? I had to go in. Still a... miming the... Uh, Obviously, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to lose the momentum of the bit. I kept to it. Now, remember that where we exactly where we are. No, I had to stop everything and be all so sensible and grown up. I goes, all right, everyone move aside. Okay, and then sort of someone... Oh, you're patting yourself on the back no, for this. Well, oh, you should have seen me, mate. <laughs> oh, I was like, everyone move aside. Yeah, but you've got to stay calm. Listen, mate, everyone was well impressed with old Russ. There'll be no Let's... refunds, guys, for this. I said that at the end. <laughs> like, but like, I, I had to hold on for so long while we worked out the level of seriousness of it because the, yeah, the woman there, Lynn was her name, her daughter, Victoria, was understandably worried. Luckily, when I goes, okay, is there a medical profession in the house? There's about seven beautifully cast doctors that looked like they were out of some sort of mixed gender group. Like there's one every single colour of the rainbow. Gorgeous looking young people. Right. Hi, we're all doctors. Do we're the young trainers. doctors. Yeah, no, like, like I don't know. They were them ones where they have to work like 60 hours and that and they're keeping themselves awake by going in the old pharma cupboard. No, they're not. But they are, you know, them ones that work all the hours, God sends them ones. Yeah. Oh, they're so young and good looking. They all flocked around that. There's more doctors there than if they were took her to the hospital. I'll tell you that. Really? Then we had to wait for the paramedics to come. That took a while, but they were lovely. And then the paramedics. What's going on, on with the lady? Was she fitting? She'd been, like many members of the audience, she'd been sick in her own mouth. But unlike <laughs> yeah. the vast majority, she didn't have the good grace to stifle it. No, she, like, I don't know what it was. It was just, I think it falls <laughs> under the general heading <clears throat> of a turn. Like she sort of fainted as a seizure. Be was sick. she vibrating? Well, only with the sheer charisma of the star of the evening. But no, she would like, she had like, by the time I was looking, out. she was just sort of unconscious and being sick. And like, one woman next to her hooked her tongue out of her mouth. Another person, like, everyone was so grown up and professional about it. And then it was a weird vibe because it went about 20 minutes. And we've sort of like, people, the young doctors generally elected not to move her while we waited for the paramedics. Even though by this time she was conscious and she was laying down the floor with a pool of her sick quite near her head. When we asked for tissues, you should have seen the amount of people that had little packets of 
tissues. I goes, what is this, a NAN convention? There's so many tissues available. Out uh, of the doctors, did one rise up as the leader or did they? One seemed, one that looked quite like Mowgli in my view, like Mowgli as an adult, adult Mowgli, he was yeah. a young man. He was in charge. Then there was a, a, a young black woman. She was doing very well. And then there was like a sort of a geezer that's sort of like of Asian descent. I would say it was a very, very... I mean, it couldn't have been better. I wish I'd filmed... Well, actually, I've had Benetton filmed it. Benetton advert. It was like Benetton Doctors. Yeah, Benetton Street. It was really good to watch them all getting, like, you know... They start going, OK, in. get me the um, IV. Do they start shouting stuff at each other? Scissors! Now clippers! <laughs> Emery board! <laughs> <laughs> like, no, they sort of stayed very, like... They, they was well low-key. And then it was sort of a bit like snooker, because there was a point where I thought, this is actually all right now. You know what I mean? So I was sort of thinking... This is in the crowd and something's happened, so we've got to be real double grown up and sort of, and I was. And then I started to think, this is probably okay now. So what, when she was still to... unconscious, was sick by her head? <laughs> this will be all right. All right, look at her. Look at her pink cheeks. <laughs> look at them. <laughs> she oh. was in an aisle. I had to go over and peep down. Like, you know, but once now, I waited and like was very sort of hands on and kept everyone well cool. Look, mate, all I'm hands saying is. On. Well, I put one hand on, but I took it off again with the doctor said it was unprofessional. But like, like most people on Twitter saying that I handled it very good, and like a lot of celebrities. Were like you said, looking for those comments off. as it was happening? Yeah, I was sort of going, God, keep I tweeting, guess. guys. Keep tweeting because this was really good for my morale, guys. Keep me going, guys. <laughs> we should um, have that lady call in. They took her out, Lynn. Yeah, <laughs> Sadly, that's <laughs> not going to be an option. <laughs> Daughter, then. Unless Yuri Geller's right and we can communicate with those from another world. No, she was fine. She took out on a gurney like Annabelle Lecter, sort of wheeled out. And like, the muscle on. That was my first joke afterwards. Guys, oh, I should milk that a bit. And she took her out like Annabelle <laughs> <laughs> no, but once, like, honestly, I was really, like I said to the audience, I goes, we was very serious and sensible and grown up when we needed to be. That time is gone now. But <laughs> just, let's revert to absolute childishness. But no, the NHS people, because like, the doctors were all NHS doctors, the paramedics were all sort of, it was really amazing. And like, it was weird, the atmosphere of having to sit in a theatre room where the, where the sort of stated purpose has been usurped by the necessity of real human drama. Yeah. Sort of like, and it makes you realise that all of life is somewhat suspended. Like now, something could happen to any one of us in this moment, we'd have to stop and go, oh, right, okay. Oh, no, no. So, I mean, the fact is, it is going to happen. It's all going to happen. So, if not today, then one day soon. How did you get back in, like, after, like, after it's all finished, how did you get back on, like, back with them? It was really hard, mate, because the incident went on for a half hour. My show's bloody half long an anyway. Yeah, right. it was half hour in the room. I was eating some opal fruits, Maltesers, <laughs> like, sort of going through all sorts of bloody little sweeties. Opal fruits? They're made to make your mouth water. They haven't been called that since about 1987. Yeah. Made to make your mouth water. Hey, have an opal fruit. Oh, yeah, that's what they, that was. The They're thing. made to make your mouth water. When we're making them, we're thinking, this will make your mouth water. We're <laughs> thinking it during the process. Starburst. <laughs> nah, no thanks, mate. Opal <laughs> fruits. Made to make your mouth <laughs> water. That's the mint version. Hmm? They were paces and they were green oh, and white. Oh, they, they were, were revolting. That seems mint. like something down a dentist. No, I didn't like that. That was like a trick sweet. Do you want a sweet? It's raisins. Like, G when he was a kid. Do you want a sweet? It's a little box of raisins. Don't mug me off with raisins, mate. Get my opal fruits. Don't try and mug me off with a little tiny box of them raisins. It's as good as it's going to get. We're healthy. Get me my opal fruits. Um, they wheeled her out like Hannibal Lecter. And then uh, I stayed in touch with them and that. To checked. a slow hand clap. 
Ært, ært, ært. User, user, user. No, I meant like, how I transitioned G, because yeah. I've done jokes about that. I did like some, some of the most... Well, now she's gone. Well, now we know she's okay. Was that, did her daughter go with her or did she sit yeah, there? Yeah, thankfully, daughter's gone as well. I mean, Victoria, yeah, no, she had to, innit? Because she was off to the hospital. You've got to take Nanny down the hospital, Nanny's tablets. Like, she took her down, like, yeah, but it was clear that she was like, oh, this is on the... She's going to be all right. Scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you know, once Probably blood sugar or something. That's good. I don't know, mate. I'm not hypochondriac. I didn't look into all of the possible things you could you milk for it. So like, like then I've done out. jokes I about know. the event itself. Then I've done jokes about it. it's a bit weird that I was what I was doing at the moment that it <laughs> that it happened. <laughs> then I was saying like perhaps it was because I was talking about religious stuff. Like I was like I maybe she died and that was the last thing she God. saw you standing over her. Like so many others. Have she been. wouldn't be the first. The last moments. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vision at the end of a tunnel of light, of what, a tunnel of white light. That's not light, but you are, <laughs> but you are travelling to the next dimension. Now they everyone done real well. So uh, my thoughts and love goes to Lynn, who's bang healthy, and yeah, we can get her on the blower if you want. And uh, love to them uh, NHS folks and those young, gorgeous. Sexy doctors, every colour of the rainbow. I was thinking of pretending to be, be ill myself. They had proper proper gallows humour. Them, like doctors and medic yeah. people do. Your mum's a nurse, isn't it, Matt? Yeah. So like, like you know, like so once you get up near it, like they were going, oh, ah, she'd be all right. They're making all sorts of sordid, filthy jokes about it all because you know they're doctors and that, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. So that's good. So I've done that. What should we do? Some sort of like uh, incident, not an incident, an advert. So we are not sacked. We are on the air. We are real people with real feelings. We still don't know what Matt Morgan's been up to. Later on the show, we're going to be talking to the CEO of Calm to talk male mental health. We're worried about Matt. And we're also going to be talking to James Buckley. Good reason. Who I well love. Also find out what the hell went on on Matt's holiday. And we'll be talking about the MMA Awards. Not mixed martial arts. The Matt Morgan Appreciation Society. I spoke to some of the audience once. And that goes, he goes, I'm a big fan of Matt Morgan. No, I do. I appreciate him. I appreciate him. I would appreciate him. Really? They oh, use it as language. Yeah, I thought it was all ironic. No, no, no. There's no irony, mate. Not with your fans. They're very sincere. Poor little mob they are. Okay. So uh, if you want to email us, you can. Or text us. There's no point because we're not live. Uh, or tweet us, you can, because I'll see it, because I'll be now studying my uh, Twitter timeline. Desperate, desperate for approval. But when I was a little girl, I dreamed that one day I would have an epiphany, an ayahuasca-induced vision. I did one day have that, and this is what I done saw. Advert. With Sky Broadband Superfast, you get reliable broadband here. (laughs) Smells good. There. Morning. (sighs) And everywhere. Sorry. Get guaranteed Wi-Fi in every room or money back with Sky Broadband Superfast. So reliable, it's minion-proof. Sky. Believe in better. Requires Sky Broadband Boost and Sky Kit in fibre areas only. Speeds vary by location. Minimum 3 megabits or refund on boost component of subscription paid during current minimum term up to date of claims. See sky.com slash guarantee. This is... Radio X. Russell Brand. This now is me, Russell Brand. One of the world's nicest, kindest, sweetest darlings with a bit of gum in my gob. A bit of not, not, um, not gum as in chewing gum, just gumption, just gubbins. I get just so my... many messages saying, tell Russell, stop eating on the microphone. Yeah. And then when I tell him, he literally can't wait to get on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know, it excites me, it does. It really excites me. To just break the rules, man, to throw it. <laughs> oh, no, it's Jessica. Oh, no, man, there's a little bit of trouble. Oh, we've got to be nice to the listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, to pay good money to eat his cod's wallop. The MMA event is coming up soon. By which I mean the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society. I do not mean, excuse me, Conor McGregor versus <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. Oh, that was a spat sound no effect. No point. We've worked on so hard that special <laughs> sound effect. So, uh, yeah, I'm not talking about McGregor Mayweather. I'm talking about the real event that defines this summer. It's uh, the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society Gala Ball. Isn't it, Matt? Yes. When's it? The 11th? Oh, can I just say about that burp? I actually prefer your vocalised burp than the normal... <clears throat> sorry. The blow burp. Because then you do a blow burp and then you apologise for it. You go, sorry, I burped. And I always see people go, did you? You actually went... <laughs> withered out a little sad sigh I always think the blow burps the most it's the spiritual uncle of the burp it's, it's the pale faced anemic a <laughs> terrified it's cousin a of the burp afterlife of a burp I've come back with a terrible warning for all burps there's another dimension after this one he, he started to tell me earlier before we talk about MMAs that you mm proudly told me you did a fart in front of a builder as if it was finally you'd become an alpha male <laughs> Matt did a fart in front of a builder today Adam and Saul were round to just talk about that's not builder they're both Saul. from the bible <laughs> Adam and Saul they're so Old what? Testament Matthew's characters. from the bible Matthew's from I know. the bible we live in a Christian secularised culture Saul. Yeah, and Saul is a Jewish type name, and it well anyway, Adam and Saul was around my gaff. <laughs> and I thought they were absolutely gorgeous, these builders. And I thought, well, I can't miss this opportunity <laughs> to show how much wonderful I am. And I what I'd done was is another carpenter, Martin, had sent me a Builders video. or Carpenters? Look, there's different genres. They're under the general heading of construction. I'm oh. trying to get a pull out bed made now i'd seen <laughs> i'd seen one that i liked on youtube and i thought i gotta show it to these fellas but no, like laura i'd sent him a text message and i went why have you passed it off as if you've done all this research somebody else told you about this uh, about this pull-out bed and i goes this is the, look guys i've had a few thoughts about the direction we should go with a pull-out bed why is it should a be like this bed? one what's going on in your house you need a pull-out bed i don't want to get bogged down in details mate but there's got to be a pull-out bed let's just try and move can't we an just adult move? bed for an adult, yeah. Was it? Was Can't it pull out just... from? <laughs> you don't need to know what things pull out of and what they pop into. Right. Why don't you just focus <laughs> on a lovely little story about a sprightly little blow off that really and lifted the mood? He's got his mum moving in with him. Can't <laughs> <laughs> function. <laughs> Look, I'm doing very, very well in my dwellings. Everything's well in the dwellings. No need to worry about these peculiar smellings. Everything's fine round here. Okay. Martin and Saul, not Martin, Saul and Adam came in. Lovely guys. Real great rapport with them. Real great rapport yeah. I've established. But I was Saul wearing, Adam. I was wrapped up in a white blanket and wearing my white sort of spiritual trousers. You know my spiritual trousers yeah, that I wear? I wear them very well. I was wearing those. Because you wore them once when you were being like an oh, Australian yes. yeah. holiday pest. Do you remember that? We, we, we cross-dressed and you became an Australian holiday pest, whereas I, dressed in your clothes, simply looked like an IT worker with the corpse of a relative stowed somewhere in the home. On a pull-out bed. I'll keep <laughs> keeping her pension. I'll keep collecting the pension. Keep... Right, come on, tell me a story. Anyway, we're talking a little bit, just talking through the deets of the project, you know, just talking about the basic, the ABC. Or you holding a laptop saying, I've seen this on YouTube, so pull-out bed, it'll... 
I goes, look, what I say, guy, Adam Shaw. Uh, listen, I'm just spitballing here, guys. I'm just spitballing, but I see it saying it's going to be on runners. Just pull it out. Bob's your uncle. Space is a premium here, guys. Right, so while I'm doing that, I thought, <laughs> I felt something coming. I felt something happening around the back door. Now, right. I thought, now, there's no way. I thought, these guys, they're going to love this. I could see they were psyched just to be hanging out with me. So I thought, I'll let this guy just hustle bustle out. I let it I let it all rip. It was it was a fairly decent fight. I'd rather it have took place over a few more seconds. It was a little bit of a whoop. It, like, it was a bit of a, hey now, whoops. It was a bit of Heimlich. So like a Nike swoosh made into sound. <laughs> hey! Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Whereas I would have preferred it to have been a little bit more, maybe sort of butch. like a bit more butch, or if it could have been like the opening cred title sequence of Holby City, like just where it's a line, a heartbeat drums across the from page. EastEnders. No, TVD. You'd have followed through on that. Yeah, you can't push through that hard. You'll have Frank Butcher in your gusset for you know what's what. You'll have the old Butcher clan hanging around here. Right, so way hard. And then, like, uh, so I done it, and uh, my girlfriend Laura, oh, Russell, I don't believe you. What's wrong with you? I went, it's all right. I do that all the time. What are you saying? <laughs> We're all pals round here. And then I put on a, my Chaz and Dave album, and we had a real bloody old knees up. Did your spiritual trousers inflate? <laughs> like they, <laughs> like they, sh- hammer. they shot right out like little harem trousers. They did. And down they go. <laughs> my little tootsies dangling out the end like did matchsticks. It, was, was there any sort of like what were you looking for? Them going. Cool. You're one. Yeah, that's well done. That's a good one. Yeah. And by God, it was worth it. Did you say anything? Better we were high fiving. Better out than in. I didn't oh. do any post fart <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I just let I let it be a standalone project. Was it more embarrassing than doing it than having not done it? I was very happy with what I'd done. I was yeah. very happy, and I think Saul and Adam enjoyed it as well, and I think it's probably got morale sky high for this pull-out bed project, and I just hope this all works <laughs> out. I just hope it does. So that's what I get up to, living in the real world. Living in the real world. Wonderful insight. So anyway, go. we're talking about this event. Yeah, we are. We're talking about the Matt Morgan Appreciation of Society event. I believe it's going to be held on the 11th of Augustus, named after Caesar Augustus, <laughs> and it's going to be held somewhere. Where, where is it, Django? Don't just stare off into the distance. This is that's dead air. Stuckwell, Stuckwell, Stuckwell. Jenny started to do my live announcements for the shows. Really? Well, call him on the stage, ladies and gentlemen. Oh wow, she's good. Really? She's really good. Do you put on a voice? A bit of a voice. Come on, Jen, do it now into your mic. Come on, just do it. Come you on, have Jen, to do, do it. it. You could do it. You could do it. Do it on G's mic. Do it on G's mic. Come on. Oh, just imagine. Come on, just imagine it. Do it on G's mic. Why won't you do it? Why won't Jenny Mayfin, an Irish woman? Proudly do it. Come oh, on, do it in G's mic. Huh? Just don't. She hasn't signed Okay, anna- announce up. the second half then. Yeah, all right, come on. Like, we... Why won't you do it, Jen? She won't Let's do it. Let's not make her do it. It's bullying. It's do bullying. It's a, a slightly offensive impression of her. Oh, that's that. right. That's the answer oh, here, Matt. No, You're no. right. A slightly offensive impression. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Russell Brand. It's like that because it's got. <laughs> Everyone just clapped automatically. Automatically clapped. That was how good an announcement it's been. It's really lovely. Why don't you do that announcement in that voice? I've been doing my own ones, but I feel embarrassed about being me and I'm not in the right frame of mind because just before I go on, as you know, I like to be very. Weird stuff, yeah. yeah, I'm connected with the Lord. Very much connected with the not weird stuff, G. Connected the with the connected with the Lord. Do fee, five, five, five. Oh, lots of chanting, summons in the great spirits of the Lord, so I can be of service to me audience, and hopefully, just hopefully, we'll get through the show without any of them dying. Some nights that's too much to ask, but most nights they live. Most nights they live. Um, 
so uh, yeah, she fe- uh, she does that welcome meet a show, and now she tells us Stockwell, uh, Stockwell. So we'll be in Stockwell, eleventh of August. We'll be appreciating Matt Morgan. Now we've got all sorts of odd commercial offers here. Well, wait, can I just say? Say right, what you got to say, baby. I've had a few messages from people saying that they wanted to come but they couldn't. Why? Because there's only three hundred places, I think. Right? There's yeah. four thousand something members right so there's people who want to come there's people who are flying from canada and stuff it's mad wow. but i i feel a bit bad we'll about... be speaking to people from a mental health charity calm later in the show that reminds me <laughs> yeah. um but i feel like and they've been told some of them say no we're not we haven't got like they had to do a questionnaire about me to see who's getting the tickets sort of thing like so is this a, a bit like of... willy wonka a little bit more elitist <laughs> And Wonka. And I understand why they've had to do that, but I also feel sorry what do you for mean people. You understand it? What are you well, I understand if there's 300 places, you've got to whittle why people you down somehow. Why are you putting your hands out like that, like a fiddler on the roof? I understand I'm a popular guy. Hell I know not. there's a, there's a I big I find demand. the whole thing a bit embarrassing. You're right? loving it. You're sat, there with your, you're sat there with your merch around you, like your paraphernalia for a religion that's not been invented yet. You've got your crow in the I'm wall box. I'm thinking of the people who can't get into the chapel. You're, someone's already sent you one pound. You've, you've also, and you've kept that pound. I'm, what are you going to do with I'm that pound? I'm still sellotaped to the letter. Show me it sellotaped like right. a birthday money in the good old I days. I made a joke. Once about every, everyone in the no. appreciation All society. he's thought about is monetizing this event. It's all he can think about. People's love. How Look. can I turn love into money? It is still sellotaped onto his credit. What does it say on the letter, mate? It says, <clears throat> well, the important bit is, if everyone in the fan club sends a pound... Oh, that's you, not the important bit! <laughs> you'd get £4,000 for nothing. Stop trying to monetize love. This is from, love is love. doesn't even say who it's from. Well, I've just sent you a pound. Sell us out to a bit of paper. That's the important bit, isn't it? Mark Shadbolt. Well done, Shadbolt. A lovely old letter son. from him. A lovely and a name. lovely one of the new pounds there. But I'm not fussed. Whatever. <laughs> Don't send Still him. Still legal tender. Or any legal tender. It's going to be expensive to send a pound through the post, so why not send paper money? Why don't you file down the edges <laughs> of that pound and I think lob it's it. the pink one. <laughs> <laughs> no more money for him. Now, oh, Matt's... Off- Spreadshirts. Let's talk about Spreadshirt. Spreadshirt is a little organisation that's saying that they'll provide a mug for every one of the mugs that turns up <laughs> at this Matt Morgan mugs event where Matt tries to mug Mugging you off, off for a quid. I'm making nothing out of it. Anyway. No one should be making money out of it. Love. Love is the answer. You know that for sure. All right. So how do people get into your gigs? Love. Pure love. (laughs) £30 of love plus booking fee, two ninety of additional (laughs) love. And then you can sit there and hopefully you will not have a seizure at any point. But you might. (laughs) Um, Well, no. Spreadshirt are a company who want to provide mugs for everyone as long as we mention their name Spreadshirt 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 you're on my Spreadshirt hopefully they'll have dates on so they don't make shirts well, I think they might do as well but Spreadshirt Spreadshirt you're on my Spreadshirt are Radio X okay with us doing these adverts is that allowed are we allowed to do that <laughs> done now but no, hang on the more important thing is what That's about people important. who want to come but can't you know like there isn't enough places for them I was thinking why not have a little other event Life nearby feed. where anyone else can go to and then I'll go there as well and say what? hello to them. You're trying to do a satellite event. You're trying to do a I'm dual event. Give... What, you're charging? What, who's getting charged for this? No. What are you trying to work out? Oh, you we'll hold this. Grubby we'll hold, mind. We'll hold it in my mum's garden. <laughs> I'll have a nice pinky. I'll have a 50, a nifty 50 entrance fee. I'll barbecue my own food. <laughs> <laughs> someone yeah. sent me a message saying that, saying, look, if you want to make a bit of money, 
like give, give, the, give the bar food. to the place, but bring your own food. Flog <laughs> it off the side. <laughs> make, Ginster's Pies, in association with Matt Morgan. Hello. And with Sharpie, <laughs> all over the pastry. <laughs> you silly, silly boy. No, I'm what caring are... about the appreciators. <laughs> the campaign what about the ones who can't get in? Living miserably. You now, if care, you have got mental you're illness... In that elite. You're in that building. Don't you dare. What don't about you the dare. others? What about uh, the others outside? Look, if you can't get in... Have they sold out yet, Jen? Of course it has if people can't get in. Sold out? Hang on, what do you mean sold out? You're making money out of this. (laughs) Why have you just asked your assistant if it's sold out yet? Matt, there are certain administrative costs that I do need to cover. Am I coming into this place on a fold-out bed? (laughs) (laughs) On coasters? Is that what's happening? I'm going to fart you into that little building on a beautifully designed bit of joinery. It's going to look like the royal barge it is. Now, these administrative costs, the money will be resting in my account very briefly. Very briefly. It's up here. Have a little kip in the account, it will. <laughs> Father Ted style. Uh, the campaign no money should against, change hands. No money will change hands. It's all going directly into Who's my account. Who's paying for the venue, then? Uh, look... Stop, Matt, don't make right. the appreciation about every. I go around this country of ours on my rebirth tour, smash it. And everywhere I go, uh, people are saying, when I mention your name, as I do several times in the show, you don't need to know the context. People go, hey, Matt Morgan, I appreciate Matt Morgan. And I talked to him, one bloke, he even had the nerve, goes, I like Matt, I think he's funnier than you. I said, listen, mate, the second half starts soon. I'd like you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll You're be joining welcome. that lady in the ambulance. <laughs> well, good, just leave that ambulance there in the parking yeah. bay. You lick up her sick, <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> if, if you speak dirty, you drink dirty. Drink your sicky smoothie. <laughs> drink your sicky smoothie and apologise. Yeah. Oh, dear. They appreciate um, you and love you. So this is a great event. Now, what you're saying, you want a satellite event where people no, think, you know, are like, holding bay like it's a refugee centre. I mean, what are you anticipating? That people are going to be like some dreadful hurricane, people in a sports hall just waiting yeah, and I'll just... silvery blankets around their heads like E.T. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm just caring. Yep, yes. you are caring, and that's why people appreciate you. That's why they appreciate Talking you. Talking of your tour, you did something outdoors, didn't you? Did I? Yeah, Regent's Park, outdoor event. Tell me about that. I was back. I could have come to I that. wish you had come, because I was ever so funny. I really, I, did, I mean, it was real funny. It was really good. Listen, we'll talk about that more, but let's take a, a break from all this mindless commerce and exploitation and attempts to make money to have adverts, which after this will be a relief. We'll seem less venal and mercantile. Listen to Matt Morgan trying to rinse a quid, trying to wring a quid out of his out of his fan base, who, let's face it, are obviously and by definition mentally ill. Russell Brand Radio X. You are listening to Russell Brand on Radio X, and because it's not live, I don't know what the hell you were just listening to. It could have been propaganda for the far right, for all I know. But now I am back in control with Matt Morgan, with Mr G, with a little crew of people that love you, love you from the bottom of our hearts and the hearts of our bottom. And we are bringing you now... A guest, a guest of some magnitude and some note, star of White Gold, star of Inbetweeners, star of that thing where he was Del Boy when Del Boy was young. What was that called? Rock Cod and Chips, Rock and Chips, Rock and Chips. It's James Buckley, who I've always loved a bit. Are you all right there, mate? James? Hello. Did you hear the I intro know. then? Was you listening? You seemed, you seemed I, bewildered. I, I did. That's why. I, no, that, I was shocked. Yeah, no, it's uh, nice to have. Nice thing said about you. I really liked it. Well, well, I like you. You're my favourite one out of the in-betweeners. There yeah, you go. Yeah, the funniest one. 
You're easy the funniest one. I like you. You're a lovely lad. I'm just looking at you now. I was even watching one of your YouTube videos where you sort of do gaming the other day. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I was watching you play Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto. Not Gand yeah. Theft Auto, where Gandhi inexplicably <laughs> goes on a rampage just nicking cars. Um, what we, go on then, mate. Let's, let's learn all about you. You like Matt, do you? Do you appreciate him? I do, yeah, of course. Yeah, I met Matt once. Yeah, um, we met once. A few years ago. Mm. I was yeah. trying to get... Mm. I've always had a suspicion that Matt was the... Uh, the brains behind this dynamic. But now you've you met him, have. you know the truth. That he's <laughs> just like a little sort of bloated little parasite, all full up with blood, oh, on the arse cheek of a before, mighty ox. Nice afternoon. <laughs> yeah. No, I wanted, I wanted Matt to write something for me. He's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what happened, about Two that? years ago, what happened is that it was Codswallop because you wrote it. <laughs> That's right. No, he wrote it. What? Oh, Buckley. Oh, Buckley, son. Buckley, Buckley. Talk to the what? organ grinder, not the monkey. <laughs> You're mugging yourself <laughs> off, Buckles, old son. You're sat playing will, on... Let's, let's do something, James, at some point. Don't try to look... Oh, my God. All he I sees this as is a money-making opportunity. Matt Morgan appreciation. He wants to monetise it. Are you James come, Buckley James, wants to monetise it. Are you going to come to the event? What are you going to do? Have a James Buckley padded oh, with James a tenner? James has obviously got a bit of money and... Uh, <laughs> do this. There'll be a special the golden event, mug. I've got, got to be honest, the event, this event thing, is it real or is this a joke? No, it's, it's a real thing. Joking? It's a real thing that's happening. Terrifyingly yeah. real. It's terrifyingly it's real. Really it's happening weird. in Stockwell. You come in then, James. That's really... No, um, Why not? Oh, I don't know. You don't <laughs> sound confident. Come on. It, so, it sounds like a really bizarre situation. <laughs> yeah, it will be. It's going to be off-key. It's going to be dodgy. It's going to be <laughs> peculiar. Come on, James, let's learn all about you. What have you been doing? What do What's you want going? To know? Like, well, what are you like as a person? What do you think about when you're own? Do you get all down in the dumps or are you right as rain? You're friends with the people? Do you, what about Ian Morris and Damon Beasley who created the in-betweeners? We know them. I've worked with them ages ago. What about that time you said you're, gypsy, right. you're not a gypsy Russell Brand? Someone said in an episode yeah. of in-betweeners and I thought, I like that because of Jay's yeah. lies about womanising on his caravan all the day, which was a very exactly. good episode. Answer all of those questions, yeah. even though they none of them were actually questions, <laughs> just a string of statements. Well, Ian, Ian and Damon, you've... Um, I know that you worked with them in the early days, I guess you would maybe call it. I call it. What were you doing with them? That's what I want to know. I done a, t- a chat, chat show, show where pilot. he was wearing a um, tux. Was I wearing You a were tux? wearing a tuxedo. What, what were a you doing show. on it? I don't know, hiding backstage, thinking, why is he wearing a tux? <laughs> but, um, it oh, got quite you, far. Did we you, did a big pilot. Did you interview... Carl Barat, come Cole on. Was on it. Oh, yeah. Right, Libertines yeah. and Jessica Hines came on it. There and I remember a... thinking, this is good. This will definitely get commissioned. Thank God. I don't have to report anymore. It's over. The wait is finally over. And I remember getting a phone call. Was... We ain't making that. And I thought, you. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I felt deep anger and dismay about the way that the world there worked. There was a joke. We There was a joke or a situation lifted from that experience that ended up in one of the in-betweeners movies, but I don't want to say what it was because it might be a bit mean to Cole Barat, who's also a hero of mine. Boo, 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 boo. But, um, say it, and then yeah, if, it, like, and if it. it's bad, yeah. we'll cut it. Say if it's bad. Well, there's a, there's a bit in, I think it's in the in-betweeners too, where um, one of the boys is so tired driving that he just starts going, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <And> that was... <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> Carburat. I don't think he'd mind that. I think it's known because I think even the lyrics of a Limb- Libertine song talks about him mumbling and stuff. Like he sings very clearly when he sings Carburat, but when he talks, yeah. it's. Well, he's like the fella from Steptoe and stuff, isn't he? It's good. Yeah, like Ari-, Ari H. Corbett. Well, they love that, don't they? They love English culture, the Libertines. They're great, sort of, sort of odd, cool patriots. Yeah, love the Hancock, love Albany, Albion, all them words. I'm never quite sure, but I think they refer to a mythic idea of England. But yeah, Carburat is like he's on some sort of consonant fast, isn't it? It's like he just wants to do sort of a stream of vowels. So you nick that for in between us. What are you doing now, mate? How come, what are you, some sort of gamer? Do you, what do you sit do? Sit around puffing, playing on the bloody computer games all day? Well, that's just what I like to do on my spare time. And nowadays people, you know, YouTube's a forum, as you well know, where anyone can get on it. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what is this guy? We've brought him on as a guest. He's hurting my bloody feelings. He's said match the brains of the operations. He says anyone can get on YouTube. I mean, what's next from the lad? He'll be a skewer in the throat before too long. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. I've not reached the heights yet where I've, I've annoyed Fox News or anything, which is great publicity. I'd love to get into that market, definitely. Get but, in um, there. Get right in it's there. Just, it's just what... It's nothing, really. It really is nothing. It's just... An, it's just... As you know, my job is... I stand in front of a camera. I get told what to do. I get told literally what to say. We like it when you cry over E.T. On, in White Gold. You know, when you cry... <laughs> that's our favourite bit of White Gold. When you cry Thank over you. E.T. That was... That was my input. That that was a, that was my sort of bit of improvisation. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really good. Gareth, who's the producer of this show and loads of stuff we do, he, say, he says that was his favourite bit. We like you. We think you're lovely. We want to do something with you, do we? Why don't yeah. we do something with James Buckley? Yeah, I don't mean just pin him down, kiss him, kiss his lower back and that, make him squirm. Do you like Assassin's Creed? I'm well into Assassin's Creed, mate. I want to understand I, it better. I yeah, well, I don't, I, I don't know enough about the... Um, the series. I didn't play the first one, and now I feel like that I'm out of the loop. I know that you play the the, the Black Flag one, the, the Pirates one. Arr, so uh, yeah, I love it. But now I'm playing. I've got to play the Enzo trilogy. He's in Florence, leaping about over like a Renaissance architecture like, with absolute abandon. But it's harder. They've changed the controls a little bit, so I'm a bit concerned about that. And if, what's your ga- what's your YouTube gaming channel called, James Buckley? It's called Completed It, mate. Which, Completed which It, mate. Is a, which, is a, <laughs> which is one of the many half-thought-out catchphrases from the in-between. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you should carry on with this endeavour of doing that, and I'd, I'd like you to coach me to some sort of level of expertise. I watched you playing Grand Theft oh, Auto Five. I'm not very good at it. I can't play video games. What are you? A bit self-effacing? He's a bit self-effacing. Why are you so self-effacing? Not at You're all. a good actor. I like playing them. I'm not, I like playing them, but I'm just not very good at them. What are you not self-effacing about? Right. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> oh, you're lovely. I didn't like it when you, uh, <laughs> like your dad used to bully you. I don't make me feel sad in, in between us. Yeah, what are you not self-effacing about? What are you not self-effacing about? I suppose um, being chased in the in-between us. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that I was the best person in the world at doing that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely. Which was well annoying when they made an American version. When you think oh, someone else playing Jason, did they? Friends, you sort of yeah. Go, yeah. Oh, what was he you like? Go, oh. Have you seen him? I've, I think I saw like a forty-second trailer of it. And oh, I'm, mate, like, I'm oh, fuming. No, I don't like this. This makes me feel a bit weird. I once so, done a bubblegum advert for uh, I thought it was called Sterident. I can't remember the name of it. Dentrites, Dendrodine, or something. And like they made simultaneously a Russian version with the European version. This is when I was twenty-two years old. I was just a kid. I didn't know. It was in Cuba. Mm. And uh, the Russian kid, like, 
the Russian one, Russian me, he pulled some of the Cuban model women that were working on the job. And I didn't pull no Cuban model women. I got into all sorts of <laughs> terrible pranks on that job and misdemeanors and hell raising in Havana. Sure. But I was always angry about it. So I know the pain of seeing another <laughs> nationality version of you. Because he's got an American him. I've got a Russian me. It's like those gloves on Rocky at the beginning of Rocky Four. The American glove and the Russian glove and it all blows up. We've got to do something. Buckles. We've got to fight the power. Yeah. Have we? But you've got, to, you've got to remember the, the end message of Rocky Four. Yes. You know. If yeah. I can change and well, you can it, change, maybe the whole damn change, world can change. Can all, yeah, exactly. If that, I can change what you should have taken you from can... that Cuba experience. <laughs> I took the wrong message from it, James. I was exactly. focused on... Yeah, you, oh. you were worried about some birds, whereas really you should have been thinking... If I can change, oh, you can change, maybe the whole you... damn world could change. Exactly. That's and also it, the yeah. film and Rocky, that, I took the wrong yeah. message from that. I'm always taking the wrong message from like everything. That. I like Ivan okay, Drago. Who, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cuba used to be communist. This was, although they never officially came out as communist, they did have an allegiance with the Soviet yeah, Union yeah. that suggested uh, socialism. Also, they put a lot of money into uh, state and public stuff. It's a complicated and uh, controversial issue talking about. Here we are now talking about uh, international communism <laughs> and uh, Marxist alliances with James Buckley from the Inbetweeners and many other things. You like that white teeth? Did you make? Oh, not white teeth. White gold. Did you like being in that? <laughs> I did. Yeah, we're going to do. Um... We're starting work on another series. In Tell them, put me in it. I'm from Essex. Time. Tell yeah, me, I was going to say, do you want to come and. What if me and it? Matt come ghost past in like right, roles, like a couple of right old snides, like from a rival don't, don't come in, Max. He might show you up because yeah, he you know, might, might. He's the brains of the whole thing. Hey, hey, steady, <laughs> steady on there. That blood bloated parasite on a mighty <laughs> ox's ass. Mmm, fly. <laughs> James, thank you very much for no, coming on the road. What? Oh, go on. What was you going to say? No, I was going to say, come, come and be on, come and be in white gold. That would be amazing. That'd contractually be binding, contractually binding. That is contractually binding. We've recorded that. That's been sent even now to a lawyer, and uh, Matt will be bothering you for his fee in no time at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he will. All right, James, thanks for coming cheers, on. James, give uh, Damon and Ian our love. We'll do. All right. Cheers. Oh, yeah, go on. What? What? One thing I want to tell you. Oh God, you're a oh, work. You, you're like Columbo at the end of an oh, interview, sorry. aren't you? I'm oh, sorry. One more thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're you're in South End, I think, in October or something. Do you want to come? come see you? Of course you can. Right? You're always welcome, mate. You're always welcome. Anything that I'm doing, Matt, whether it's my gig, the Matt Morgan Appreciation Show starring <laughs> Russell Brand, or uh, whether it's like a, a rebirth in South End, you're always welcome. Always. Brilliant. All right, mate. All nice. Right, one. I'll see you at the MMA's event, James. I'll send you a tweet. Yeah, I'll see you at the MMA's. Communicate. Well. Get me phone number. You don't have to talk to me on the internet. What's wrong with this, James? All right. All right, darling. See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, mate. Cheers, right. mate. Bye. Well, you you really no, you showed me up there in front of him between us. I think now. he showed you up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't smugly fold your arms. Sat there like I'll a fold me little up. genie you know in a bottle. The, I sleep at the moment with my arms all folded up like that. Don't do that, mate. Why? Because that's what people do in a coffin. Don't yeah, sit. No, that's that. They put their arms crossed across their chest. Well, I, do, knew, I lived with a Spanish bloke. Listen, I lived with a Spanish bloke once, no, and he didn't. He was brought up to sleep with his hands like that, like a vampire, to stop him. Well, that one. There, I've me. said it. The image of being a vampire in a bed is one of the most arousing thoughts I've ever heard. I know, but that's how he was told to sleep in a monastery or something. Always, you must sleep with your arms across your chest like an like a vampire to stop you fiddling with your chorizo. Yeah, <laughs> I love this new character. Yeah, I know it's going to really run and run this. All right, okay, time now. 
to yield to blind commerce. Before you do that, can I thank... Uh, what do you want? Can I thank Adagio Teas for what sending me a, a wonderful <laughs> selection of teas? Adagio Teas. Yeah, I thank Dr. Herbal Martins. Teas. Yeah, with some boots as well. Got, yeah. Right, I'd like to say... Oh, yeah, some Doc Martens. are meant to be on the way. Some vegan Doc Martens. Adagio Teas are poisonous. They are poisonous and ridden with fluids that can't be trusted. Do not say that about Adagio Do not Adagio trust teas. Adagio Teas. Also, Nando's, thank you for... No, some... no, what's what? going on? What's wrong with you? Oh, thank you, because they send you something. What have they sent you you're so happy about? Because of the little sauce pots things. I've got two little dinner tokens. Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> you're scum. You're actual scum. Oh, you just said you did a chewing gum advert in Cuba. I was a boy! I was a boy and I was on heroin and I thought I wasn't yet on heroin, but no, I was a drug pro- problem. You weren't. I was very unwell. I was insane in the membrane. I was Always. trying to find so my So I am. I'm insane. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I've brought you up from the streets. I took you, I plucked you when you was a nobody. You know, you're still a nobody, but you're a pain in the arse. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when I was a boy, I wrote this little opera. You may not think much of it but I dedicated it to every single conception of God that you can possibly imagine from the humblest folk gods of pre-pantheonistic taboo totem societies to the most modern monotheistic consciousness worshipping faiths. Adagio teas. <laughs> Don't drink Adagio teas. They make it by squeezing out fleas. Don't drink Adagio Stop teas. It. The bloody That's stuff. Catchy. Stop it. Don't drink Adagio teas. No. Teas. Yes, the please. Drink That's going some in the people's PG minds. tips. PG oh, tips. They oh. sent me nothing. Oh, yeah. We like teas. Yeah, yeah. Different Hit the advert teas. button. Don't Hit drink it. Adagio teas. Here is a nice new... <laughs> Russell Brand Radio X. Yeah, boy. Don't believe the news. Or do. It's up to you. We don't know who's in charge of that. Um, We also heard some stereophonics doing a recording that they'd made out of creativity, possibly for money. Depends whether you see the world like old Russ, a creative wonder man, or Matt Morgan, the new (laughs) spokesperson for Adagio (laughs) Teeth. It's illegal to say that. Ah, it's all right. It's entertainment. Stand to practice that, mate. Okay. Hello, says Frey Yamada. Ruined everything now. Yep, I have. Coming up later in the show, we'll be speaking to uh, Calm. They are the mental health charity. The CEO from there is coming on the show. Hang on, is that Simon Gunning? Stand for Calm. Is that is it? Campaign against living miserably. Okay, is that all right? Campaign against living miserably. Yeah, we're against it, and we're campaigning against it. I don't want to do it no more. And Simon Gunning's going to be from there because we're interested in men's mental health because we, all of us here, except for Django, are right in the bloody firing line for nutting yourself off because it's misery guts o'clock when you get to this age. Let me tell you. So we need to... And, and also, usually you want to hear... <laughs> <laughs> and you want to hear the people I talk to on tour. For some reason, they're <laughs> disproportionately unhappy. Like they've just been for an hour and a half. <laughs> Absolute codswallop. <laughs> no, no, there's a lot of people I talk to when they listen to like this radio show or come to the show. There's a lot of people with mental health illnesses. Now, I think it's because it's very common. I think everyone's got it. I mean, if you have adjusted to this society and it's working for you... You must be insane in the old membranos because this is a crazy, crazy world, baby, where mm. the material things are valued more highly than the spirit, mostly by a Daggio Tease boy over there. <laughs> you know, but like, but generally speaking, we value ourselves by what we have. We've lost touch with the divine spirit that dwells within us all. So, yeah, later on, we're going to talk to old Simon Gunning about you know, mental health specifically. And in this instance, I go, it seems like it's focused on men, but we want to help everybody. And people that listen to this show, yeah. 
A lot of them go, well, you've really helped us. And Why do they separate it by gender? I don't know. Is it because... It's more common. There's a, it's more common for men, but also men don't talk about it as much or something. We don't talk about what we do. I never shut up about it, do I? My, my mental health is being expressed for two hours every Sunday here on Radio X, mm. isn't it? You get a lot of messages on Instagram, yeah, do you? Yeah, a lot of people say complaints. that it's helped with... No, not complaints, actually. Oh. I mean, there's been some. But um, <laughs> no, mainly people saying, oh, I've got depression or anxiety and it helped. And I think, mm. like, I don't know why this would help. This lovely young woman I met, she'd been let out of an institution just to come and see the show for an evening. That's frying pan fire scenario, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm like a... I'm, they give me out on the NHS. They get you medicine on the National Hill. <laughs> I'm like a prescription medication Maybe now. Maybe it's a, t- a trick. They say, like, you've got one night out. Where will you go? She goes, I want to go and see Russell Brand live. Another six months. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I let her go. She's not going to be out for a long time now. <laughs> Another five years. It's more chronic than we could have ever imagined. Ah. <laughs> Many were the nights, Majesty, oh, no. where your late father and I would make our way to Kettering, where the headquarters of Parcel Force were, then bursting into the offices of Mr. Michael Fletcher, the acting duty manager. We would grip him by his hips and unbuckle his belt and against his giggles and cries, derobe him. Then, between a finger and thumb, your late father would unveil an emery board and file it till it was a cross-section of revealed larvae and weeping jellies. And that is why I am the patron saint of the mentally ill. Thank you, Britain. Thank you, everybody. Russell, have you ever thought about planning your funeral? Not until recently. (laughs) (laughs) This is from Fraser Mardle, Norfolk. I guess it seems like a morbid subject. Well, it does actually, yes, Fraser. It's something everyone needs to think about. I work in funerals and love it. Fraser? It's strange how people don't want to talk about planning their funeral. No, it isn't, because they don't want to think about death. Or thinking ahead for their families. Mm-hmm. It's a subject that most of my friends know little about, yet want to know about death and the process to arrange a funeral. What's your thoughts on death and how us Brits view the topic these days compared to the past? There are some modern twists on the traditional funeral with motorbike hearses and only fools and hearses. Colourful, crazy coffins and dressing in costumes or even having funeral selfies. What, with the cadaver? I'd love to hear your opinions. Lots of love, Fraser. Model Norfolk Frazier. I hear the blues are calling to salad and dead bodies. <laughs> you have to be careful what you say, even in jest, about your funeral. Because why? I think it was my mum told me that when they were at school, they did like as teenagers all wrote down like, "Oh, at my funeral, I want this." And yeah. some kid did it and then died in a motorbike accident. And his mum followed it to the letter. Go on. And it was, he was, me- you know, he was messing around. It wasn't like it was a bit of it was a joke what he'd written, but she'd followed it to the letter. My mum like, talked so You me might through. say jokingly, oh, I want... Well, I mean, what, what music would you have? Westminster Abbey, obviously. Uh, <laughs> procession through the streets of London. Everyone out there really giving it some, do you know what I mean? Proper wailing. Too soon, too soon! They're shouting and they're throwing flowers and roses and that. Country's coming to stand never, still. This can't happen, because you'd never... What? Who's going to shut the streets? Who's going to book Westminster Abbey? Well, I don't know. Scale it back, appreciation. Baby. I'm not, no scaling. No scaling. Not on this day. Not on your nelly. Um, then, of course, uh, the heads of state, they're all in attendance. Barack Obama, he's there, of course, crying his bloody eyes out. Trumpkin, he's there. He takes his top off. He's so upset. Squeezing his own nipples in grief. It'll be one of the great days in the history of funerals. My mum talked me through the funeral she wants. I recorded it. She went, well... I want it to be 
a nice occasion. And I thought, I goes, well, there's no point, you know, worrying about talking about death. We might as well talk about it openly and honestly, because I suppose it's going to happen. Coming in, let's suck it up. Anyway, I've recorded it, so... Uh, what do you mean you've recorded it? Well, I've just recorded what oh, you're well, saying. Oh, hang on, wait a minute. Wait a minute, I, I can't remember all this. I've got a lot on. Get phone. You just, just record it my phone. I'm going to be in the Get garden. Get on your fold-out bed and start talking. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a minute. Oh, this bloody thing. These runners don't work. Folding you back in now. Come on, that's enough. <laughs> in you go. That'll be it. Look, I don't want to hear a I'm peep. spending all that on flowers. <laughs> that sounds unreasonable to me. No, no, no. We could use a Malteser box. Uh, like, <laughs> Well, look, uh, I suppose we should be honest and open about the old death, should we? I mean, it's coming to us all. It's such a terrible, tragic, sad event, but we've got to deal with the fundamental realities of life, haven't we? Have I want to... I, I, oh, God. It's what do you dangerous want, what you say, isn't it? Why is it dangerous? I'd like to be scattered at sea. No, you're not having that. I'm in charge not, of your um, funeral. Not cremated first. <laughs> <laughs> Matt just Morgan chips. You probably like, want your body to be like sold off, Jaws, will you? With a bucket of chum just thrown <laughs> off the back of a boat. It's what he would have wanted. God bless you, Jaws. Enjoy it. Oh, there's his winky woo. Is there, is there a small one here? One for a tiddler? <laughs> no, that would take that all back. But the sea. No. But, but also, you haven't even asked me about my holiday. Oh, yeah, all right. Every day, more or less, in the sea, Matty, swimming around with fish. Let me do a jingle. Let me do a jingle. Matty Morgan, how's your holidays? Matty Morgan, how's your holidays? Two weeks off. People probably lost listeners now. Matty Morgan. Oh, Could you do a daggio tea? Something with that? <laughs> Don't drink a daggio tea. No. It's made of running out of leaves. So catchy. So catchy. On holiday. I wouldn't time. wash my toilet out with that stuff. In fact, I might as well say that it was a Thompson holiday. Oh, no. Croatia. <laughs> and uh, it was all inclusive. This wasn't a freebie, obviously. I've never had anything like that. But, God, if Thompson want to get in touch, yeah, I know that we can come up with a great jingle for <laughs> our holidays. <laughs> but anyway, it was a lovely holiday, and I remembered my connection with the sea. What connection with the sea? I've got a massive connection with the sea. You ain't got no connection. Morgan means sea bright. Uh, does it? That's just one connection. What, the other name? things are, I really like it. <laughs> I love swimming underwater. Do you? Yes, well, don't I you love flounder? It. Don't you panic no, and you flounder and No, you see me under there. I'm a natural. Well, I saw a picture of you emerging from the briny, and I must say you look misleadingly attractive. Yes, it was a fluke shot with the light. I knew that would cause a problem for you. I've asked to have it I bet you down. smashed up the phone that you saw it on. Oh, this is What's misleading! He He's been to the gym! Oh, that's a trick of the light! The boy doesn't look like that! Look at his abdomen! You were coming out of the sea. He's got the swollen belly of a veal calf in real life! Milky! <laughs> bloated! A paunch! Who's I thought this? he said I look like James Bond. I thought he said like I look like James Blunt. But James Blunt was in the Marines, so he's probably got a nice body. So listen, though. No, what you did look like is Tom Hardy emerging out of the briny. Oh, well, look. You know, I think it wasn't a photo shoot. My wife just took a picture. Mm, as we well put she some effects on it and <laughs> put it up on her Instagram. So, so you remembered your connection with the sea, did you? Mm. What is it? I want to live by it or yeah. in it. <laughs> you can't do. I love it. Well, you're not going to start going on about being an aquatic chimp, are you? Or some sort no, of... No, no, no. I don't mean I'm going well, to regress live by the... to a previous you stage of far, evolution. You wouldn't have far go, mate. <laughs> it's a sidestep, if anything, I to being a dolphin. Though. Although I did nearly drown in it once or twice. When was that? Oh, yeah, Australia. Australia. Oh, I got that story of Matt bobbing around like a cork off of an Australian hat. I wish I in was a, a long anecdote. survived it. You easier. did survive it. You're still here. You're still know, going on about it. But anyway, I... I what do you want to tell me about Where can I live near the sea that's hot? What did you do with your children while you were on that holiday? Is there a babysitting thing or did you there just was, look after There was uh, childcare, excellent childcare services from Thompson. All, uh, Stop it! Fully, what do you call it, Ed? Well, that... Look, stop talking about that. But anyway. Just be normal. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I'd say Croatia. Croatia's nice. Really nice. Come on, you must have done something wrong. Uh, what did I do? You must have embarrassed yourself. All those dinners. I'll have a think. There All those lunches. Something. Your well, kids it's... running around. Little Coco. Wincy, it was hard with two kids, kicking actually. Off. I had food poisoning the first day. Of course you did. There, now we're getting to it. it. Now we're getting to it. Sick as a dog. Yeah. What do you reckon you got food poisoned off? Fish? Before I got there, because I had it on the first day. <sighs> people always... Your poor family. People like you will go, oh, I've got food poisoning. What did I eat an hour ago? Fools. No, Up why don't you dare categorise me with the fools? Five days before, sometimes. No way, my yeah. digestive system, mate, it rattles it right through. It'll be through there in half hour. Well, we see all, this? We, we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> you see this special yogurt I'm eating? You'll be smelling that in twenty to thirty minutes. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> oh, Regardless of what you do, we're living. Because I'll do it in front of the eyes. Said hello, so as I will. Dukes and duchesses, dukes and duchesses have smoked my blow-offs. I've done blow-offs in front of Ellen Middleton, and she played the Queen of England. Who else have I done blast in front of? Have I done it in front of a royal? I may have done one in All front right, of Andrew. Now. We're talking about All right, sorry, every sorry. sort of go on, go on, autobiographical go on, go on. fart book that you're writing. <laughs> Farts I've done by our brand. <laughs> I looked for your new book, actually. It's yes. very good. The one yeah. on addiction. And I listened to your addiction podcast. Ooh. Started, Why are you doing this? I don't know. I started looking into your other things. Why are you showing an interest in me? I listened making me to uh, your other thing with Frankie Boyle. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. He's good, isn't he, Frankie? Funny that, because at the beginning when you go, hello and welcome to Under the Skin. <laughs> hello. You've got this weird, you do sort of David Frost thing at the hello beginning. and welcome. Hello. This week I'll be talking over Frankie Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good, actually. It's all right. I'd you do sometimes build yourself up into a do I? maniacal, Ooh. verbose tirade do I? that always ends up with, we all wanted this God! <laughs> like that. And then your guest has to just go, yeah, so um, and, like that it happens quite often. What's wrong with my maniacal tirade? About four per episode. I guarantee you, with Under the Skin, you'll get at least four maniacal tirades. That's what keeps the show together. It runs on that it energy. Does a bit. They're the pillars. Yeah, they're very much the four pillars of maniacal tirades. Yeah, well, I'm trying they're... to think of something funny I did on my holiday, but I think I might have grown up and moved beyond silly mm. anecdotes and actually become a normal no person. No way. There's no way you have. I've been watching you. If, if anything, you've regressed. No, there's been no there's no, no sign of improvement. Now, you mentioned my book, and it's a book that I've written, Recovery by Old Russ. Pre-orders available now. At last, a self-help book for people. At last, a new way of seeing beyond the prison of the material and mechanical world. At last, a way of dealing with the essential truths that's bringing the mentally ill in their droves to the, our shows, our Appreciation Society Awards Galas and our uh, live events. Now, coming up after... I mean, this has basically been an advert, this whole show, hasn't it? It's been like a bloody great big advert. But this show is basically free. All the stuff on YouTube's free. The podcast's free. We're free. You're free. After these adverts, we will be talking to Simon Gunning from Calm. And I think this has been bought on somewhat because we've done uh, an episode of The Truths about uh, the sad... Uh, taking like, like so people said, don't say commit suicide, and I think that's a good idea because commit suicide is the sort of language of criminality, isn't it? Mm. Right, we did, uh, we talked about uh, the suicide of Chester Bennington. So, what, what you meant to say then? What's the take, PC took term? his life, took their life? That sounds worse because that sounds like stealing. There's no nice way of saying it, is there, mate? There's no nice way. All right, here's an ad. Dear Britain, we know you can't wait to take off again to the people and places you love, to feel the sun on your face and the sand down your shorts. Or just read and read and read until you feel happy and glorious once more. Take off to Europe from £39 each way. 
British Airways. Made by Britain. T's and C's apply. Limited availability. Price based on a return fare departing London Heathrow in September. See ba.com slash late for details. This. This. Is. Is. Radio X. Russell Brand. I'm busting up domes with a baseball bat. AK something, you know. Right, it's me, Russell Brand, Radio X. Don't know what you've just been listening to because it's a pre-record. Uh, it was actually the Gorillas, and I've always liked them. Always, always liked them. Drawings, Alban. What more do you want from life? Enjoying the show so far, my who? Yes, very much so. Life is but a dream. Oh, no, that's Nanny's eye top trainers. Don't take Nanny's eye tops. Nanny's got to go down the wreck in a minute for a kick about with the lads. In a minute, we're going to be talking to a bloke about mental health, Matt. Not a moment too soon. Not a moment too soon. From the Calm organisation, Calm Campaign Against Living Miserably, it's Simon Gunning. Now, before I introduce him, I just want to say why I think it's helpful to talk to someone. One, you, Matthew, are insane in the membrane. G is a... Gloomy as all hell. Me, I don't what? need to... Well, me, you don't you hardly need to be stressed. And lots of our listeners communicate about mental health issues very openly with us and say that our mad scattergun, loopy, rambling radio show helps them. But men's mental health is a subject that we've been talking about in other forms of media, like on The True Show, when we talked uh, about just uh, Bennington's sad suicide... Uh, yeah, what were we going to call it? Suicide, I don't know. Well, let's Death. get into... Death. Just death. Sad death. Sad death. Let's call it that. All right, let's talk to Simon Gunning. He'll help us out. All right, Simon, how's it going, mate? Hello, Russell. I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Uh, generally. Silly <laughs> 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 question. I'm quite good. I'm quite good. Um, when I'm doing this sort of thing, I feel generally very happy because uh, Matt tunes me into a sort of an energy in myself that I like. And it's a sort of actually, to be frank, a, a sort of one aspect of my mental illness that I enjoy. So what, tell me what's, what Calm does, your uh, organisation. Um, we are ostensibly a male suicide prevention charity, which sounds very dry, doesn't it? But mm. when you look at the numbers, as you uh, very eloquently, if I may say, put it on your, in, on your Truth programme, uh, suicide is the single largest killer of men under 45. Bloody 76% hell. Of, yeah, 76% of suicides are male in the UK. Uh, there will be wow. 12 today. There will be 12 tomorrow and, they are, and the day after. And what we're trying to do is, is find ways to, to reduce that number. Um, if you want to get really empirical on it and why it's important to do so as a, as a, as a priority for entire society, not just for, for men, it's uh, estimated it's about £1.8 million per suicide the cost of the, the taxpayer if you put aside the human tragedy and the devastation of the people who are left behind so it's clearly an issue which society needs to needs to tackle um, and, and one which as speaking as a staunch Republican I was extremely impressed by Prince William and he, he put it as um, a shameful stain on our society and and, and I think uh, that that's about as eloquently as you need to put it so what we do is we provide um, the, the very tangible sharp end a helpline for men at the point of crisis and for, for women that, that want to care for, the, for those men um, and that runs every day from five to midnight um, it's free to call. Uh, we have professionals there who are trained and who give practical advice because what we want to do is, is communicate with men in the way that men communicate. And we, and, and we know that that is uh, not even that, that's subtly different to the way that uh, may, maybe women and, other, and, and, and broader society communicate. So how? that's very tangible. That's end. very good. That's very clear. I understand what you're saying. So what, why, how, how, what are these subtle differences that require a gender specificity? Well, 
I mean, it, uh, the, the problem is you start, start talking about that, you put yourself up for criticism. But what we've found has worked very well is we, we, we take 6,000 calls every month on our helpline. Um, and we can point very clearly on our own, uh, our own criteria to have prevented in excess of 300 suicides in the last year. That's amazing. Um, and that, mm. It's amazing. It's a, it's a brilliant thing. And, and you know, if, we, if we can reduce that 12 a day, then I think we're doing something really profound. But what we do uh, in order to do that is once we've, we've established the horror of, the, of those numbers and we've kind of you know, kicked the doors in and everybody's aware of the issue, the clear, clearly to me and to our organization, the way that we help to combat that is we start to talk about positivity and we talk about reclaiming toxic masculinity from the likes of Piers Morgan. And, and we start talking to, to men and to broader society about what masculinity is in, in 2017. And that's a very broad and a very fluid and a, and a, a thing to be celebrated and enjoyed. And mm. we, I come back all the time to our name with a campaign against living miserably, not, not the campaign against not dying when you're feeling really, really terrible. Although, of course, that is our, our tangible output. So whilst we catch people at that point of crisis, our messaging is, is all about enjoying life, taking control for you and your mates and for all men. And that applies just as much to women who are worried about men around them. Okay. So we work with Okay. So what I think is interesting is that there was almost sort of a, a, a cultural necessity to interpret the deaths into a sort of a, a financial a financial figure also, like, oh, each suicide costs a certain amount of money. I, I, I think that, that personally, that the, the, we live in a sort of a materialised, individualised and disconnected society where, like, where that lens, where that rubric of regarding life as a financial entity that can be valued is a significant component. When we were talking... Uh, about uh, the phenomena of male suicide. We, we spoke about it a lot in relationship with I, male identity. Given that, I suppose, any form of gendered identity or class identity or religious identity or gender identity is, in a way, holding up a template of this is what you should be like. This is what your life should be like. This is what life should look like. This is what it should sound like. And if you're not feeling like that, then there is something deficient. One of the things I think came perhaps from a survey that you lot commissioned was that Many men that commit suicide, it's not that they want to die, it's that they want their life to change and they can't conceive of the potential for change. So I can see how communication and openness are at least one component that's going to be vital in dealing with this problem. What do you think, Simon? I think that's absolutely right. And I think that we... We, we have now established pretty firmly uh, an agenda which, which is about communication, which is about talking openly about how you're feeling, about trying to normalize the, the absolute fact that it's not one in four of us that are going to experience some sort of emotional upset in our lives. Maybe that'll be really terrible. Maybe it'll be mild. It's, it's, it's one in one. It's everybody. Um, and so certainly establishing the, 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 the curative benefits of communicating how you're feeling, not being that stoic man uh, manning up meaning not necessarily just you know keeping everything bottled up and, and never talking to anybody but I, I, I think what you're getting at is something that I, I if I'm right I absolutely agree with it which is that suicide is a multifaceted thing and it, it opening up is not going to save people in, in, in its in its own right what we need to do is we need to shine a light on the way that society expects men to behave and it's um, we, I'm talking not just about um, 
uh, you know, the, uh, the, the the metrosexual liberal classes uh, in in uh, in London or in in urban conurbations. We're talking about right around the country, where the expectations that you have as a, as a man, or those expectations that are placed upon you and and by you, are to do the sort of stuff that everybody's always done: to put a roof over over the kids, to feed them, to yeah. keep a job for a long time. Well, um, that just isn't applicable in so many what ways. What about Matt, Matthew? You felt like well depressed, didn't you? Like a little while ago, was that I like had anxiety more than depression? What did it feel like? I think anxiety is a form of depression, possibly. Tell like me what you high felt. speed depression or something. What? Well, I just felt like I know what it was. It was stress built up, and then what happens is it sort of you're you don't really realise it coming. It's building every day. That like I'm worried about money, children, you know. Be it the responsibilities but for me it was it came from money worries it came from like mm. <clears throat> that's where it started felt burdened well i just no this is what i felt i felt trapped in mm. a, on a sort of hamster wheel of working to break even to pay for children and family and like the actual responsibilities i had so i wasn't having any fun really and it was just like wake up thinking oh god i've got to do that thing and fear huh yeah, and so it's sort of like, and then that you just reach burnout, and then your body starts to give up. You know what I mean? Like, so I had like physical symptoms of stress, mm. and and then you think, and then what happens is you go, you're you're like, what's going wrong with me? Something's going wrong with me. And then that hyper, it speeds everything up to a point where you get to a point where you just think, I can't do this anymore. I can't cope with this. I sometimes think, Simon, that like you know, listen to what Matthew's saying there, is that because we live in a, a social model that's quite deeply flawed we're trying to bend our being into a manner that's not in keeping with what humanity should be do you know what i mean like oh, i've got yeah, to earn all this money i've got to deal with this stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. i i feel yeah, like I think... you, you can't buy a house right you, you the sort of things that like make you feel like a sort of almost human rights right so you've got your house your bit of space your so you've got some sort of safe haven and if you're just renting endlessly and you sort of i just feel like uh, you know, they say our oh, generation's poorer than, you know, the first time, yeah. worse off than the one before. I just feel like everything's out of reach slightly. And it, and it sort of seems a bit pointless. Whereas I think in, you know, even like the 70s, you had a chance of owning your house. Like hard work was rewarded <clears throat> and you could carve out a little bit of safety. And I feel like that's massively part of it. Well, the amount you make and the amount you owe... You owe more than you make. So yeah, that's like, like student like loans, slavery, isn't it? Yeah, you're indentured yeah. for life. Yeah. What are you saying, Simon? Well, what we're buying into exactly the kind of toxic model that has perpetuated this for years and years, aren't we? What we're, uh, do you know Matt Haig? Matt Haig wrote a really yeah, good book. Yeah, he's brilliant, right? He's brilliant. Um, so he wrote a book called uh, Reasons to Stay Alive. And, um, and, and in that, he actually refers to uh, depression and anxiety, something like evil twin sisters or something, you know, that, that, that the two of them are, sort of, are separate, but they kind of gang up on you together. Mm. Um, but he talks a lot as well about materialism and about capitalism and about the, the, the state that our ridiculously overinflated frontal lobes uh, find, it, find them struggling to exist in society where our brains actually haven't um, evolved very much in quite a long time. So our brains are fit for caves and Shakespeare's London and, and those kind of things. They're not fit for strip lights and a Tesco Metro on a Saturday night. Mm. Um, and the the, 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 the the madness and the confusion mm. of the way that we're forced to, to, to live is, 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 is our brains are inadequately built to cope with that. I yes, mean, it's, it's curious, isn't it, Simon, that uh, like the, 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 what Chester Bennington's suicide points to, that even if you achieve, though, 
the Shangri-La, the promise of fame, fortune, glory, uh, adulation, that that medicine still doesn't work if you are disconnected, if you don't feel free to be who you actually are. And that's why I return to the idea that we live in a social model that isn't fulfilling for us, that we've lost our values of what it is to be a part of a community. Like that we're... I, this is a bit of a heavy thing to say, but I feel like we, we live in a fundamentalist extremist society in which we're saturated with images and ideas that are erroneous and, and downright fallacious in order to keep us captivated and in our positions and roles as civilians and consumers. So all the time, like every your screen in your pocket, your phone is bombarding you with consumer messages. Everywhere you look, there's billboards, messages, adverts, even on this radio show, primarily from us trying to get free cups of tea and promote our various projects. But what I'm saying is is that it's almost like everything's been turned into a commodity and like you know capitalism like obviously has like you know like encourages in entrepreneurialism and gives people access to stuff but one thing it's clearly creating is alienation and alienation is a spiritual and emotional problem and whether it's like matt talking about his identifiable economic and familial challenges and how that affected his mental health or someone like uh, Chester Bennington, who was like a, like in a position of economic privilege and like was one of the sort of uh, cultural elite in that he'd achieved like so much artistically and still feels those feelings. Uh, for me, what what this points to is that we're n- not living in an effective model. We're like this is not how human beings are supposed to be living, and the fact that you're, you're continually told there's no alternative is creates despair, and I would suggest suicide. But, but I, I would suggest further that that model is is dismissible if we start to, to think of it as being imposed upon us by a third party. If we think about uh, a classic newspaper cartoon of somebody in a pinstripe suit sitting on a big pile of money telling people secretly what they should be doing. I don't think that is the case. I think that kind of model where we are constantly bombarded by uh, you know, in social media and advertising and everything else to be fitting into that model, we are all, or most of us, are complicit in that. Yeah. And we, we have become our, our, our expert expectations of society are, are self-imposed as well as imposed externally um, and, and it is exactly that model which I think mm. and, and your point about celebrity and famous people talking about it I, I actually don't I don't think we can have enough of that I think as we, we normalize the fact you know the, the, the frankly, black dog will come and visit yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. But then you can go all the way through history and you can look at Winston Churchill and you can look at Abraham Lincoln and you, and you can look at the amazing, wonderful writers. You can think of Sylvia Plath and you can think of Chester Bennington and Bruce Springsteen and people who have had either spiritual, cultural, uh, professional masses of satisfaction and masses of financial reward for many people. Mm. Actually, the point is that I, I, we must talk about it a lot, that it is everybody. That I think that what that says is the model doesn't work even if the, the model is working for you. Like it still, it still work, even if you make it work. Like, all right, what's that I've got to do? Become all rich and famous? Brilliant. All right, check. Oh, no, it still doesn't work because it's still not addressing yeah. those problems. It's not like a lament about like you know sort of the inefficacy of bloody fame and fortune. Yeah. It's just a suggestion that we do need to different ways of communicating, different ways of connecting, and different ways of dealing with who we are. Now, so tell us, mate, like what? So, like, say someone's listening to this now and uh, feeling uh, dreadfully glum. And who could blame them, given some of the claptrap they've put up with over the last hour and a half? How do they get in touch with Calm? They go to the calmzone.net, 
where there's lots and lots of information and lots of articles as well. We operate uh, with extreme energy in, in all cultural fields. We do a lot of stuff in the record business. We do a lot of stuff. We have lots of people writing for us. We've had wonderful photography exhibitions at the Getty Gallery and that kind of stuff. So go to thecalmzone.net and you can read inspiring things and learn about how to get help. Uh, and uh, if you need help or if you want to talk to, about somebody who might need help, then um, all the details are there for our helpline, which is available from 5 to midnight every day. Brilliant, Simon. That's a fantastic contribution. I'm very grateful. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, cheers, mate. Thanks, Thank Simon. you. Thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for coming Thanks. on. And, of course, you can always, always talk to us because we actually love you. We love you from the heart of our own madness right to the very depths of your madness. Well, mate. This is why I want to go and jump in the sea. Yeah. You want to jump in the sea? Not, Cheer yourself not like up. that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> for a swim with yeah, some wing armbands on. But yeah. I, I, think na- I think being disconnected from nature and I think so. what we've evolved to do, that's a massive part of it. But there is a thing. Like, I don't know he if talks about that, Marx. Alien, when Marx talks about alienation, that's what he's saying. He's saying you can't just become a cog in a machine. Or as yeah. Chaplin says in modern times, if you are a cog in a machine, you'll go mental. Yeah. So catching stuff, like hunting, like not necessarily like mm. slaughtering a sheep, but like... Doing stuff for yourself that has an immediate response of like, I oh, completely I, agree. Do you know what I mean? like, we feel disconnected. We don't feel connected yeah. to our life. Like a chicken that, if you eat chicken, doesn't look like that anymore. It looks like some parcelled portion breadcrumb coated thing. And your reality is like that. You're not swimming in the sea. You're not connected. As well, like he mentioned nature. toxic masculinity. And I think like men are sort of hated it in a way. Like this what, is like sort, of the sort of the idea of the dominant white male, even though mm. as a class, a good, good number of those loathed white males, like, you know, it's only a few that are the do- like white means power. I think now it means the powerful. But, you know, the yeah, good. but if there's there's millions of white people who have no power. That's right. That's my point. In fact, right, is that, so like that it's become a loathed stereotype. I'm talking beyond race and beyond gender. Someone the other day and she was saying, oh, you know, straight white men hate straight white men. They've had this. They've had that. And I was sort of like. Well, who you know? Who do you, do you want to be the prime minister, Jeremy Corbyn? But he's a straight white man. It would be better if we had a woman. What Margaret Thatcher? Like I just think that that feminist sort of toxic masculinity thing. I think it's a bit too. Yeah. It's, it's slightly dated now, but it's like I don't think men are the problem or white people are the problem. I think. Do you know what I mean? But like, as a white straight man, yeah, we're a bit hamstrung like, by the fact that we are not you can't in the right moan category because obviously you that's. You've got white but you, privilege. But you guys, got... but you do, there is a, I suppose, a, an ideology that favours you. Yeah, yeah totally, right? yeah. And, you, and you, can't, you can't allow that to fall. Do you know what I mean? There, there, there's this thing where you, you recognise it has to fall, mm. but then you don't want to allow it to yeah. fall. So that's the angst. That's where it comes in. I've been thinking about, like, the tiers of power. Like, I was thinking there must be, like, a top level of power where people are actually like, no, we don't want this to change. This is cool for us. Don't change a thing. They're cool with the ecological meltdown. They're cool with the male suicide and the race riots and and, and, and misogyny and hatred. And They're cool with that because it's working for them in the top tier. Then there's another tier, and I am, in fact, part of this, where it's like, oh, I'm all right, actually, even though I don't ideologically agree with all this stuff. I personally am all right. And then it gets worse and worse there's people that are earning good money in jobs they hate right the way down to there's people whose homes are burned down and they're just scattered out in charitable organizations living hand to mouth and they've got nothing and yeah i said within that there certainly is definitely a bias towards you know i'm not and, arguing and about we're, we're all going to be part of some group that is yeah. running so i'm a man right so mm. i'm not going to have it as bad as a woman so mm. automatically i'm part of a group that is oppressing another group do you know what i mean yeah and i and so when someone says to you oh your group is oppressing my group you 
you kind of hold on to the, well, I like the good bits of it and I don't yeah. want to deal with the bad bits of it. So we all get ignorant. All of yeah. us do. But what I feel like is don't we want to, like, on some level, unless we start breaking down these systems of categorization, then we're going to get in trouble. If I, like, I, I don't want to identify men and women apart. I, I, this is what I think about the power thing. If you force men and women apart and go, men have done, like, that's the greatest union that's ever existed, the Brilliant. man and the woman. Good point. Good do you know point. what I mean? Like, that's Creates the life. source of new Creates life. life. Cool. So, like, to, to, to have people walking around seeing things as men versus women, I think it's dangerous and divisive. And that's a bit like mm. the power, like, that's that thing where you think, like, Divide well, why black, yeah, like, black and white people who, like, I remember after Katrina were fighting, right? And it's like, well, no, you're all poor people and you've all, you all need help, but why yeah. are you fighting each other? You should Who be fighting. Who tells these stories? Who decides what categories exist and what's real and what? Like you know, you're quite right. I mean, I think there needs to be a little bit. I think what we need is a better, better connection with ourselves for one thing, an understanding of who we are when we're not sort of distracted by all that kind of bloody stuff. And with all the irony I can muster, ladies and gentlemen, we now have a commercial break. Oh, that's it. This this is. This. Radio X. Russell Brand. You are listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. What earth have you got in your mouth, Matt Morgan? Why'd you do that to me? Why have you you've got food in your mouth when you're broadcasting? Mouth. Let me just read here. Just this is your anti-egg now after... Dirty stuff. Filthy, dirty eggy wigs. Seeing a little dead bird in one. Stinky eggy wig. Naughty eggy wig. Cradle of dirty life. Cradle of the embryonic miracle of creation. Feathery death. Feathery death in a shell. Feathery death you're in a shell. actually damaged by that because... Mm. It, whenever you talk about it, you go like into that mode. But Do I think I? you're because there's a massive pile of eggs in your kitchen. <laughs> Don't touch them anymore. Oh, the draw little faces on them and egg cemetery. Little, yeah, yeah. I am a bit concerned about it, but I love my chickens and they're my little friends now. And I've put the roosters in their own special little sex wing for the naughty boys. Have you? Yeah. So yeah. you're quite connected with nature. I am. I've got bees. You've got a river. I got them bees out the other day. I'm really in charge of them. I've really got, got them stuck out, in them. Like a boy with his Lego. <laughs> <laughs> I went right into bee land. I unhived them. I looked at, I've not took none of their honey. Clear, delicious honey. Aren't you meant to take jars. it? Aren't you? You, yeah, but no, you leave it for the bees. Let them have it. What do they use it for? Living, surviving, surviving the winter months. Do I, they? I don't take their honey. I'm just leaving it there. I might take a couple of jewels. Don't mention it to the vegan people, because I really want to be a vegan, but I have found a way of dealing with the bees. The problem is, is every time you open that beehive, Matt, you can't really open a beehive without cracking a few omelettes. That's the problem. You know, and killing them. Well, when you lift up all the different layers of it, the bees, it's inconveniencing them. And I accidentally killed a blue bottle the other day. I was trying to do a bit of yoga and there's a blue bottle against the window and I tried to usher him out, but I ushered him too quickly. Why do you care about a blue bottle? Because it's a creature of the Lord. Because I care about all of her, the creatures of the Lord. Uh, it's a good uh, way of killing a blue bottle. Go on. You know, they're really hard to hit. No, and I'm against right. killing. I just tried to pinch it between my finger and thumb and release it into the wild. Born free! How did you catch it like Mr. Miyagi? <laughs> exactly <laughs> like Mr. Miyagi I was. Exactly. You think that didn't damage it? I was trying to. It did. <laughs> it killed it. It rolled over like a little dead robot. But I was trying to. I was trying not to kill it. That's the point. And I felt very bad and I said a little prayer for it. I was it. trying not to kill it, Your Honour. I'm so sorry that you had to go, little old blue bottle. No, look, listen, but I wondered right. what his soul was and if he wanted to talk to I sort to of me. think David Attenborough talking about flies, right? They've oh. got these self-balancing things. They're they're, self-balancing. They've got a really amazing... That's not his voice. Oh, they're self-balancing flies. What's <laughs> oh, <laughs> that? It's self-balancing. It's like your little <laughs> ghost burps come to life. <laughs> oh, the self-balancing flies. 
What is that? <laughs> that, mate, is broadcasting. The Instead of a common housefly. Oh, South like <laughs> Anyway, you know, like when you go to hit a fly, it's sort of. Oh. I used to think they were psychic because they get up and leave before the hand's anywhere near them. Get up and leave. That's enough. Folds up his newspaper <laughs> and his deck chair and off it goes. No, but they you're pushing air towards it and it feels the air coming and goes out. Oh, the hand's coming. Up oh, yeah. get. <laughs> but what I use is an elastic band pulled back right up close. Oh. Point blank rage. Bang. Point blank. I never see it coming. Assassin's Creed. You dirty, you are a flyer. Dirty. You I've blue got children off. I have to protect them from germs. That is the excuse everyone uses for murder and assassination of the creatures of the Lord. Let them live. Let him live! <laughs> Let him free! Let him free! I'm so sorry I killed that one blue bottle. I'm so sorry about that egg. We've got to be better, Lord. We've got to become more peaceful people. Haven't we, Mafu? Yeah, but like, if you start thinking like that, then would you, like, when you eat vegetables, you've killed a plant. All right, Simon, he's worse than we thought. Come and pick him up. He's talking about murdering a carrot. I need you to take him <laughs> right away to the special room. Bless you, Gary Roy. It's the same thing. You're killing life if you... Yeah, I know. Life eats flowers. death. Life eats death. I'm aware of it. I'm a very spiritually tuned in fellow. Can I eat this death. other egg without you coming to me with a yep, old question? Definitely. Matt, do you love your children or not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Russell Brand, says Ken Bell. I am a mature student. Oh, you're not. At the University of Hertfordshire. You didn't. And I'm organising a TEDx Bet conference. That's depressingly young my now. university. If you're 22, oh. you're a mature student. You are a fantastic... Look, shut up, Matt. Just eat your bloody egg. You are a fantastic inspiration to many, to many, especially the upcoming generations looking for direction. Yes, I thought so. I thought so, Ken Bell. I expect you... You've not got the copy of this. I didn't give you a copy. You'd ruin it, I thought. I expect you were too busy, but nonetheless, I'd like to invite you to speak at our TEDx event on March 2018. TED Talk. Which will be professionally recorded at our state-of-the-art venue and go out to a global audience, Matt. We're talking about a global. You with a little head mic on. I like this. I've wanted one of those. I've been thinking of getting one of those. Flesh colours. Flesh colours. Have you watched a lot of TED Talks? Of course I have. I did one. You ain't done a TED what? talk. You've done a TED talk. You ain't yeah. done a TED. Don't throw your arm over the back of your chair and announce you've done a TED talk. What Hang on, what's it? a TEDx talk? Like, not, a, not a proper. Not one. proper. That's what it means. Now, what did you do, and where was it? It was just on spoken word versus printed word. Go on. I just. What's um, better? It depends. Spoken. On what it, well, for me, spoken is my thing. For someone who's printed, printed is my thing. And it's, I just started talking about how, like, it's just expression of whatever you feel. Did you have slides? What? Nah, I didn't bother with that. Did you have squitzes? Did you have the runs? Did you have the two bob bits? <laughs> now listen, well, I'll tell you what Socrates said. Egos, spoken words better, because you're putting across the vibe. And this radio show is spoken word. Once it's printed down, it's lies. You're dealing with lies and propaganda. That's what I'd say. Now, hold on, let's see what old Ken Bell says. I acknowledge you're very busy, so any response will be appreciated. Thanks for considering my invitation to speak. Kind regards, Ken Bell. Ken, yep, I won't no, be coming. What about beekeeping? What? I could talk about keeping those bees, keeping yeah. them stock still. You do have to smoke them, and that's not nice from the smoking. I put lavender in there because I thought at least it's a relaxing fire. <laughs> what? I put some lavender in the smoker. Oh, what with a little smoke puffer thing yeah. to subdue them? Like a little bell. Doesn't kill them though, does it? Like a little, like a little relaxed fart. Lavender in there. <laughs> I'm just coming to touch you, honey monsters. They mustn't make a new queen, Matt. Oh, if they make a new queen, half of them will be off. That's You're not the queen. You've, I'm the queenie, darling. You don't leave queenie. Have queen. you seen the queen? 
I'm the queen. If you try and make a new queen, flick off the nubbins. They try and make a little queen in a little egg. You have to flick off its nubbins. Okay, let's go back to that. This is, sounds like nonsense. No. Start talking about human beings. Okay, all right. Hello, I'm Ross. <laughs> it's nubbins. No, but like, have you seen the queen? No, because the hive? queen's only a little bit bigger than the others. Well, so you don't even know which one she is? No, I've studied it. I've been flick looking. off her nubbin. Because her nubbin is if they, they sometimes get fed up with the queen, they think we've had enough of her, and we're making a new one, and we're off. Half of them will go off. Splitters! So what you have to do is flick off it. If you see a nubbin, yeah. you flick that nubbin off, mate. You What's do that? The nubbin of... That's a new queen. They might be making it like a new, like the cells of the larvae that are going to just be regular drones or workers, much like yourself, is a normal egg. <laughs> but the magical queen cell, like I'd be born in, that is distinct and different, <laughs> like a little giblet. So you've got to flick off its little nubbins before it cooking, strangling in the cradle, strangling in the cradle. But why do they suddenly decide? Is there, What's the psychology? They maybe they don't like their conditions or they've gone off the queen. They don't like her vibe. Is there a democracy in there? Sort of. There's a hive mind. There's one consciousness. The queen, she, though she's their leader, she does little but work all day. All she does is lay his eggs. Nanny's got to lay some new love. Being the queen, if your job is just giving birth to exactly. eggs. Exactly. They should use another word because queen is misleading. Egg or monster. Should, mm, nice. Or should all power structures be inverted pyramids where those in power serve? Answer, no. <laughs> Talking of the queen, just quickly, she yep. drinks four... Alcoholic drinks a day. Mum, she's a lash. She's on the lash. Around, she she's hasn't a laid an egg lashy. for years. She's not. We've not had a single egg out of you. Edward or whoever was last. Oh, you've laid his Edward. You've laid one <laughs> little Edward ages ago, and you're a lash on the lash. You're a lash on the lash, mum. You're a lash on the lash, mum. She needs a good sit down, that lady. Mm. If she's going to do any more egg butts, she's going to need a relax. Now, if you haven't enjoyed this show, that's probably a sign that you're healthy. If you have enjoyed it, you know how to get in touch with Calm now. <laughs> so that's a good thing. It's probably an equivalent for those of you with different genitals. And by God, don't need that too. Matt, have you enjoyed the show? You've, done, you've gone into a feasting frenzy. Starving. Ever since you come back on that holiday, you've thought of nothing but food. Was it free food at lunch? Was it all oh, inclusive? All inclusive. Buffets. Great. I bet you at that Great. buffet table, heap it out. I bet you no. use cucumber to create an, a, a larger no, you diameter. You can go. Up as many times as you like. What? As many returns as you like. Thompson don't holidays. drink Adagio teas. <laughs> they are made of fleas. Leave them alone. Stuff tastes like we don't drink Adagio teas. Fresh Sad. fish, Puget salad. Puget tips. Really healthy. Puget tips. Yogi tea. Puget tips. Lee. And now to put everything in perspective so that we understand life, death, and the rhythm between the infinite flow of oneness that exists between two minds communicating through the olfactory vibratory system of language, here is Mr. G, who's done a TED Talk, and now he brings you this. Yo, G! Okay, this poem is called The Fart That Healed the World. <laughs> That's it. That's Leave it there. <laughs> you can't you get beyond that. I want to watch the movie. Yeah. Okay. As books of change seeks to balance the opposite nature of each hour, we try to spiritualize the commercial to become one with the way and its power. Such rumbling gases will inevitably leak, causing its seizures to peak. Democracy has its own arsenal, allowing the queen bees to sip tea. Does the bed we make justify its truth? Do we lie in state fearing proof? Do our aspirations mass produce like Bauhaus metallic tubes? The final chapter of such answers is like a fart, ever blowing in the wind. So surely it's better to let it all out rather than keeping it all in. Yes, G! How does he do it? He's a, a poet maestro. Give him another ten. Don't bottle it up. Don't bottle it up, Lutz. Don't bottle it up, Lutz. Cough it out. 
govindow.com, govindow.com. <laughs> Everyone. Oh, I don't like the word guff. No, no one likes that. Billy Goat's guff. Trip, trip, trip. Or done a grunt. Yeah, listen, I've done a grunt. grunt. Who's done a grunt in there? Who's guff? Disgusting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a privilege and an honour and a strange thing to say that Crouch is on next. Peter Crouch. It's on Radio X now. Wow. Crouchy. Doing the robot. Crouchy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, who's going to be after that then? Kieran Dyer. (laughs) What an odd radio station this is. Oh, I don't. He might get his feet. I like that. No, I've met him, Crouchy, I've and he's good as well. gold. He's all right. Yeah. Now, he's all right. He's a lofty character. It's going to be interesting to have him in here, isn't it? The I Crouch. think he probably does it sitting down. I would say so. He's probably hunched over. He'll be hunched in the boy. He could be sucking away on his own giblets, couldn't he, old Crouchy? <laughs> We're going to bring you a circle of Crouch. <laughs> it's a circle of Crouch. No, we love Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch, well done, mate. Here he is after these adverts. Radio X is own. Peter Crouch, well done, ladies. Well done, ladies. Crouch. Crouchy! This man sees the world through a bizarre kaleidoscope of illogical wonder. Radio <laughs> X. So that's the sort of thing I do to distract you when I say something unacceptable. Russell Brand. <laughs> Ray X. I'd like to play it all like I would. <laughs> would I? <laughs> OK, that was a radio show, and whether you liked it or not, that's not our problem. We tried our level best to entertain you, didn't we? Our level, level best. James Buckley was an absolute sweetheart, wasn't he, Matthew? He was a very nice man. Lovable, absolutely lovable. He's got a few lovable. kids, I think. Nah. Oh, Buckles, he has. Buckles has got kids. Two. Oh, he's got two kids. What's going on with everyone having kids? Hope you're happy with yourself, Russell, says Scott. You now have Sky Sports pundits pronouncing Woody Arlson's name wrong. It was at 1110 this morning on a bit about cars that go round and round or something. She said it exactly the same way as you, you filthy swine. Love you lots. Please don't get fired, Scott. (laughs) Thanks, Scott. Thank you. We won't get fired. You just heard the quality of that radio show. Won't be nice and sensible when we talk to Calm. Yeah, we were. Calm man, Simon Goody. Off a bit of a serious bit, but you know. That serious bit's over now, baby, and we got back to normal via the land of bees. Talking about mm. bees, knees, squeezy, please here. You didn't now listen have... in, in, in all keeping with that. Go on, read it out. Talking about being disconnected from nature. Yeah, go on, read it out. I haven't even read the body of text. Just, just read the, the body. Of text. Just read it. One in eight young people have never seen a cow in real life. What's wrong with you? Why have you not seen a cow? You're a young person. What are you doing? Seven of you are look averting your eyes from a lovely Guernsey. Oh, a dirty I, I, Jersey. Well, I suppose if you live in central London. Yeah, why does it matter? Go, yeah, who cares? This yeah. Oh, you got, you got no, you've got to go cow. down to Harry Christmas, mate. They've got cows as big as this room. I, I hated farm trips when I was a kid. I hated sure. them. Yeah. Come on. You're driving along. It. Okay, I'll tell you why I hated it. Because we, we drove along and there was this kid and he sang A Thousand Green Bottles. Oh, no, who needs that? All that's the way down to pressure. one green bottle, right? Mm. On the coach, all that's the way bad. there. The fact so that, that you that's committed my memory to that. going to visit a farm. The fact that you can start at a thousand and get all the way down to none green bottles. There's no drama in that song. There's no development. There's no <laughs> twist. No it's twist. It's just that. No. And yeah, why are they on the wall? And 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 why are they going to keep accident? About the fifth five hundredth green bottle is starting to not look like an accident no, anymore. We started punching him. We started actually punching him. But he carried on. Carried on. Yeah. I admire that kid. That's I admire a, he's him. He's an internet troll now because he was trolling you. <laughs> yeah. He was trolling in live time. He's a live troll. I knew a girl who had no sense of smell, and she only found oh. out on a farm trip with her school oh. because they, she went there, and all the kids went, "Oh, it stinks!" And she thought. I like it, it smells exactly the same as everywhere else I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she told her mum about it. They took her to the doctors. No sense of smell. 
No sense oh, to smell. Joke. No sense to smell. I'd like you to live with me as well. And How then you smell? smell my fart and you Awful. can smell my burbs. Dum 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 dum. You can smell my bottom. You can smell these twerps. Dum 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 dum. Twerp says they use that. Well, that I use for my balls. Dum 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 dum. I smell my armpits. You can smell them and all. Hey, baby, you've got no sense to smell. I think me and you're gonna get on real well. Dum 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 dum. Let's get down the farmyard. Just you and me. Bum 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 bum. We'll take those animals. I think this is all see. cuttable, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it affects the main narrative. We can lose it. We can lose it. Hello, Russell, says King Cardi Minson. I just want to say that because of your podcast, New and Old, and this radio show you're doing now, I've been much more conscious about what I eat, namely fruit, as you always seem to be munching on bananas and apples. And I've been trying to do yoga every day for about a week now. I've been meditating inconsistently since I was 15. Be more consistent. But I have now been more consistent thanks to you. I love learning. All I can on these subjects and your podcast and radio show really help me sharpen my focus. I wanted to ask you for tricks or tips on meditation and on a yoga for a complete novice. All right. Start off with some half a yoga for meditation. Just do YouTube visualization videos. Very easy. But learn to follow your own breath. Like check in with yourself in a moment. Think, oh, yeah, I was just completely lost. Be in the moment. Feel the senses. Feel the energy inside your hands. It's weird. The hands themselves are made of energy. There's energy running all through your body. That doesn't calm me down. Why? I don't want to stop. I've, I've heard that where you look down at your hands and think, whose hands are these? What's going on? That's because you are insane. That's well, why. I know that. There's been evidence of your well, insanity. You're more insane to me in the moment. Go, That's why your hands. Uh, There's energy in them. You, you've teamed up with me because you me. think I'm mad yeah, than you. Point to me. hide your own madness in the <laughs> shadow of my madness. Well, a lot of psychiatrists and people like that go into mental health field because they're interested in it. And why? Because they're nuts, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you wrinkled your little snout like a rat when you said that. A lot of psychiatrists go to the game. They just started their own problem snooping around in your mum's cupboard, looking around at what you was doing in the gusset. Yeah, I don't trust them. Don't be so cynical about psychiatrists. All right, they're trying their artists. They're a lovely bunch, especially my one. God, he's got his work well, cut out. Well, on the out. show, didn't we, a little while ago? Yeah, they're always on. Yeah, where was it? I oh, know, and it's still not out. Drawn to them, and I'm they're drawn to well. Still sick, still hurt. It still hurts. Why, um, yeah, she, there was that woman one I liked. Remember? What was her name? Kelsey Grammer. Have you ever killed the million Collins? Go sell it and gamble Thank you, baby. I'll never hear the crack confused. Hey, baby. Hey, Jimmy. It's just all cuttable. None <laughs> of this is cuttable. It's all got to stay in. Oh, no, no more. Uh, Tom Spur. There's loads of them. We've literally had. What? About six psychiatrists or mental health professionals. We need professionals more. We need more because I tell you what, you're getting worse every Aaron week. Aaron Wilde, the dog every psychologist. Mm. Yeah, God. He's having his nuts cut off now. Oh, she is a she. He, my boy, Bear, got, got his nuts cut off. Uh, really? The old Emery board, well. for real. A <laughs> <laughs> man is fasted into reality. Menace the night majesty, <laughs> that a professional you veterinary keep surgeon. Can I- can I have them? I won't. You're not keeping them. I wear them victoriously oh, around my neck. Oh, you can have them as earrings. Fluff bags. And then your nose is it's like it's dinkle <laughs> and I can file down <laughs> the tip. <laughs> yeah, no, they won't be fluffy, mate. They'll be like, I suspect they'll look like flesh walnuts. Isn't one right up in his guts? He's got one up his guts. That's part of the problem, see? Because I was going to get him snipped off in the night because he's getting a bit, shall we say, whisky. The other day, he folded up a pillow and girlfriended it. <laughs> I said, don't you do... fold up a pillow he's, with his paws? Mate, he done pervert origami. He folded up a pillow and then diddled it in the girlfriend. I said, don't you do that, my boy. Don't you do well, that. No, I don't want to talk about this, but I did mention it to you in the week. What did you mention in the my week? son started humping. Oh, I love this. Oh, well. Humping. What's wrong with my he pet and your son? He started doing it in his bed. So just like, he called it bouncing his willy. Yeah. Right? 
And so I just thought, oh, it was fine. Katie Normal. thought it was fine. We just left it. And then, but he starts to do it, like downstairs on the couch and stuff. But he's completely innocently. Of course. It just feels all right. So he does it. It feels w- nice. Will he bounce? Yeah, he's just bouncing huh. it. Ling, yeah. long, ling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he, um, but, but like now, I said to him, what do you... What are you thinking about when you do that? And he goes, wow, sometimes I'm invisible. <laughs> and he goes, but sometimes I get girls from the telly and I think, do it a think about them. And I was like, mm. oh, all right, okay. But basically, he's thinking about women. And touching himself. And, 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 and so and you think about at five, that's quite mad. So it's happening, in, we're watching Aboriginal sexuality emerge. We're watching it emerge in natural circumstances. Now, in his natural, because I was thinking... Like that, we would say, you know, well, that's got to be done in it. Well, no, you, you are, yeah, like, like the, you sort of feel the feeling of like, oh, go and do that in your bedroom. Mm. But then we were aware of going, don't want to introduce don't make shame it shaming to yeah. that, right? And also, it will probably it will stop doing it soon. Hopefully, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm 42, baby. It's <laughs> still happening. Willie Bob, <laughs> yeah. lady from telly, in you come. I didn't want to talk about it in case... Embarrassed him. Embarrassing, but he's I don't think it embarrasses him. I don't think you're talking about it in a puerile way. I think you're talking oh. about it in an all right way. But, but like, like, what I think is that his sexuality is less encumbered with conditioning than ours. So, like, you know, no, if that's how it emerges... It, he has no con- his complete innocence about it, but it's, com- mm. it's compulsion to do it. Yeah. You know, for the simple reason it probably... Why would it be anything other than innocent? And why should it ever not be innocent? What are the veils oh, of, of non-innocence that are placed over it? Mental health issues. Like so do your, I. Your sexuality... Now is made shameful. Shameful. And, like, has to be hidden. Because, really, yeah, he's not doing anything wrong. Why at any point? I mean, I suppose... Like, even... Well, I mean, now we get into the nitty-gritty of the way that social systems are organised, the t- e.g. taboos around sexual behaviour in public and sexual behaviours around family members. I suppose it starts because sexual energy is powerful. Like, I mean, I know myself, when I'm in my sexual energy, I'm an intense guy. You know, so, like, I'm, I'm not like, I can't go, oh, would you pass me those peanuts, please? I mean, why would you need them? But, like, you know, like, but like it's, people aren't reasonable in the season. It's, it's yeah. irrational. It's to do, I think, with rationalism. That someone that's sexually connected, even if you've got quite a gentle and flowing sexuality rather than the brutal and animalistic sexuality, minds of the gentle variety, then you're still in it and in, in its intensity. Like, you can't just step from that kind of state of reverie and connection into ordinary and rational interaction. So I suppose there's the assumption that it has to be somehow secluded, sequestered, and sectioned off. Is that why yeah. it is? Because otherwise, why, like, why well, is it... Just, lo- it just bypasses logic. It bypasses logic, isn't it? Like, like you know, like I know for my well-being and everything in my life that my sexuality has to be moderated, and because of that, I have to have an almost monastic attitude towards sexuality now. Like, right, be very careful with that. I don't let it out, like, you know, like, I have to sort of go... Oh yes, it's good to meet you. Like a woman once at a gig, quite recently, acted in a very overtly sexual way, and I like obviously it was in public, uh, like it was at a gig, and I had to go. Oh yes, okay, thank you. I spoke to her like I was Rex Harrison in My Fair Lady. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. well, thank you, thank you very much. Like because it's a, such an evocative and potent force. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with power, and I think it, this is what it's about. Then it's like that we have to control anything that's powerful, that's a potential threat to the way things are. I'm not mm. suggesting that. 
uh, infant sexuality is a threat to norm, or, normal order. But the kind of energies that's involved in sex, hedonism, indulgence, and being in, in, and your role as the experiencer, if you start to really take that seriously, then you're going to go, well, I just want to bloody well be able to live and get in the sea when I want, have sex when I want, with people that want to have sex with me. I want to do what I want. Yeah. And then you're not a orderly society citizen. Society fears it, though, don't they? That's yes. why, that's yeah. why whenever, that whenever there is a, like a teenage star, where we, be it Elvis, Elvis or, the pelvis. or Justin Bieber or whoever, who evokes sexuality in teenage girls... They commodify it. Yeah, exactly. They commodify sexuality. it. I once yeah. saw a man masturbating in his jogging bottoms in the park for his Down syndrome bloke, right? And what park was it in? And at what time? <laughs> Got and his number here. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, and he, um, he looks so happy. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Like just He's having at... a time of his life in that park. But he had his hand in his jogging bobs. So I think he, I don't know. He just like sat there. At first, I noticed the movement of his hand and thought, "Hang mm. on a minute." On then I boy. noticed, and I, at first, I felt a bit angry. I felt like, "Don't do that in, my, in the park." My kids weren't with me, but I thought. Yeah, he's doing you that immediately. In the park. Then I saw he was Down syndrome, or he had Down syndrome, right? So I was like, oh, oh, right. different. And then I sort of felt the feeling of like, oh, someone's going to come along and be angry with him and feel entitled to, to prohibit to, to, or control to, him, to, like to bully him for it, yeah, or to yeah. like, attack him for it. So I sort of felt like. I was just going to stand really? over there till he's finished. <laughs> not, not, not by him, wank In, policeman, Instagram. <laughs> but just sort of like, oh, I'll just. I'll just hang around so that, and then I thought, no, he's made his own choice. It's a brilliant quandary. I went home. <laughs> yeah, it went home in the end. But he looks so happy. But it's quite a brilliant quandary that you went on there because isn't it that mental illness, a determiner of mental illness, is you no longer uh, control your own impulses in order with the social norms. Yeah. You no longer acknowledge social norms. So that's a classic example. That is there anything wrong with a person masturbating in a park? It's a conversation, isn't it? It's not like, absolutely, it's wrong. It's like, well, why then? Why is it wrong? What's wrong about it? What do you potentially... Like? Once you start pursuing that trail, where does it lead to? And that bloke's... Well, it was in his trousers. It wasn't like out. For me, I think what a man does in the privacy of his own jogging bottoms is his own business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would it be wrong... Like, say, like, he wasn't masturbating and that he just had, like, a little ma- a mouse down there and he was massaging it back to good health, right? Green and then mile. It, and then he was green miling it back, right? <laughs> and then you had a peek down the front of his jogging button and he went, no, 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 I'm just looking after Paul down there. And yeah. then like, then you'd have to go, oh, right, well, that's not that, but it looks like masturbation. So what is it that people are controlling? What is it people are claiming to have jurisdiction over? Well, it's, there's got to be rules, haven't there? You Has can't there? have people masturbating everywhere. I suppose, I mean, I'm, I'm still torn. <laughs> Look at me, I'm torn. I mean, like, so I suppose like one of, my, <laughs> one of my, that's right, I'm torn. Like one of my things is, uh, I think that this is what I've, how I, the only way I can envisage society evolving is through decentralisation of power. I think that you can no longer have big nation states of 300 million people because people want too many bloody things, too many different diverse things. So I think you've got to go right now. There's just we're going to minimise power. It's only going to be there for the rudimentary things, and then anti-globalisation, anti-globalisation model. Yeah, like the state is only there for health road and then people live in their own principalities and they govern so if we go we in this community we're well off the key you know what i mean but the only rules are you can't keep people in that community you don't That's want to be in it anti-liberal and more right wing in a way it is yeah in a way it is because like in because like i think that if people want to have some like who is it that because because who gets to decide what's normal who gets to decide no 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 that's sexist or that's you know like if you want like i think that you should be able to have sort of same sex communities where people do what they want 
fundamentalist religious communities yeah. where they can do what they want. But the only thing is you can't make people be in it or stay in it. And that, like decentralised government to the point where all it does is provides roads, health, and like maybe you need some militarisation because obviously in some massive decentralised... Yeah, well, that means like, people who like wanking in parks will have to go and live with all the park, wanking park in parks. Park wank <laughs> What a beautiful place! wanking in a park is that you're not surrounded by other people doing it. Yeah, but you've got, you can't do that in no park wank land <laughs> where I'll be living. <laughs> Anyway, I think we've solved literally the world's biggest problems there in that <laughs> moment, based on Matt seeing a man wanking in a park. Uh, time now for me to have a meeting from with the uh, not the alternate McTaggart lecture, where Matt's going to interview me up at the Edinburgh Festival. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast as much as we've enjoyed making it, which is moderately. Thank you very much. <laughs> Russell Brand. Radio.